Oh man, so I guess we're back here in the hold of the Millennium Falcon to talk about Star Wars bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with us uh, today, this was, uh, I think it's the fifth Star Wars special we've done. Jesus. Uh, the second one involving Bobby Roberts. Hi. Uh, uh, of BobbyRoberts.com or anything like that. I just realized I spent like the last 15 minutes uh, doing bad trailer voice for the hell of it. And as soon as you <laughs> officially introduced me, I'm all, hi. Hello, everybody. What's up? <laughs> Hello, Don't know why I did that. That was a strange Who's choice. Who's the big guy from Saturday Night Live? Whoever, who still is technically alive? The guy who faked his voice. Mr. Phil? No! The, uh, <laughs> the you? wrestling guy! Oh, like, oh, yeah, Andy Kaufman! Yeah, Andy, Andy Kaufman! Kaufman. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, right. that going you know, for I you. was really disappointed that Andy Kaufman didn't show up on the last episode. Well, that's what People were honestly waiting for that. People were straight up waiting for that. Even if he actually did die accidentally since then, his son should have lived out his corpse or something. You know, come on. If he, 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 he just died in hiding. He had like three windows of like the time to come back that all passed. Yeah, exactly. yeah. All passed. He's dead. Um, and that is Mr. Mike Russell. Hi, I'm Mike Russell. Uh, what? Stillculturepulp.com? Stillculturepulp.com, uh, Sabertoothvampire.com, coming back soon. Just Ooh. just secured the Tumblr. Just in time for Halloween? Uh, yeah. yeah. No, not just in time for Halloween. It'll be way later. You got three months! Come on, yeah. <laughs> and we also have uh, Leland Radburn. Uh, yeah, yeah. You always introduce me, yeah. yeah. Leland Radburn, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you work He's wearing a fantastic Speed Racer-themed Luke and X-Wing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Who is technically, you've repeated, uh, more of a Star Trek fan. Could you not put second time around, throw me under the freaking <laughs> you head? It's not that you're not a Star Wars fan, but I am. I like Star Trek. Yeah, I like Star Wars. I was, too. In, I was in a Star Trek play twice. Uh, that's right, actually. Yeah. 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 I'm just saying, Leland threw down the gauntlet. I, I almost, I almost uh, sported my uh, Star Trek watch coming here, but I do have. Oh, no my one's here somewhere. My no one here, somewhere. No one here hates Star Trek, right? No, no, no. no I really right. like Star Trek. No, no. So to, to the point where actually I'm confused at the backlash that Abrams Star Trek movies get from Star Trek fans because it confuses me how Star Trek fans can't watch those movies and oh, recognize yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's, how obviously rooted in the original series it is. Like everyone wants those movies to play like next gen, and next gen I, is dry toast. It's not gonna. It doesn't translate. It doesn't translate yeah. to movies, which is why the next gen movies more often than not blow. Yeah. Because you can't take what worked in the TV show and then turn it into an action film, which is what Star Trek movies almost always have Well, that's everyone who grew up on Next Generation. Yeah, I know. kicking and screaming against the Yeah, I always used to joke with Roscoe that if they did Trek in the Park the Next Generation, they'd only need one set, which would just be a large conference table. Yeah, exactly. Actually, no, what they should do is wheel out like, um like a Dodge Caravan and open the side doors <laughs> and just have that be the set because it always looked on Might the, well, yeah, on exactly the Enterprise yeah. like it was a Dodge. Yeah. It looked like the inside of yeah. a leather beige like grandma car floating through space nice shaped like a curves. bar of soap. Uh, yeah. Or you could do like an interactive theater thing where you just set it in a Sheraton hotel. Yeah, exactly. You, and you wouldn't have to redress it at all. And everyone <laughs> argues about philosophical matters until they feel really satisfied with how smart they are and then the show ends. And I'm like, yeah, that's next generation. I'm going to go to the breakfast buffet. Yeah. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong, I love Next Generation, but I have to say I do like I like my uh, my uh, Jeffersonian idea uh, Jeffersonian ideals professed with like fist fights and mm -hmm. torn shirts, which is why the best shows are the original series and Deep Space Nine. Those are the yeah, best yeah. of the two. Have you seen the Axelar stuff? The, the no, I haven't watched. I haven't watched it. it. Looks I, I, Okay, hey. I don't know what this is. Yeah, it's it's this some is a fan it's, produced. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, gotcha. The original Apollo from Battlestar Galactica put some more money into some fan stuff. Because, oh, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, and uh, he decided to make a fan film set 
I believe it's him making it. I think it's, he's helped. It's weird. I know he's involved in it somehow. Same with Tony Todd, uh, who's been in a whole bunch of Star Trek uh, stuff. Graham Greene. And was also the Candyman. Uh, well, those three episodes that came out, The uh, are, are we talking about the Mirror Mirror episode and everything like that? No, this okay. is a brand new thing that just... Like, oh, yeah. they, they put out like okay. a half-hour teaser trailer for this thing. where yeah. It's about the Battle of Axanar, which is, I guess, a big Vulcan... Or a uh, Klingon... I did see this. Uh, yeah. Romulan thing mm-hmm. that takes place sixty years after, like kind of the midpoint, uh, midpoint between Enterprise and the original series. Because yeah. yeah, you've got Graham Greene from Alienation huh. as that Vulcan guy that I forget. Isn't it Earth's first? Well, All right, enough, 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 enough Star, Star Trek talk. Trek. We're not here for Star Trek. That is, <laughs> I'm sorry, Smith. Wow. <laughs> 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 this intro was just make Conley mad enough. Person in the group doesn't care that much for Star no, no, Trek. No, no, we found out what Conley's boiling point is. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. See, if you if you want, if you were a Star Wars fan, it was like, I can't believe that they're still talking about Star Trek. Rewind, and then as soon as the word Star Trek, check your clock. Yeah, and then as soon as you hear Conley, that yeah, you've established yeah. with Conley. That Conley's boiling that's point. That's as long as I can care uh, about science. You don't want to talk about the alienation late eighties live action television. You don't. You don't like talking about Star Trek fan films. Yeah. No. I mean, like. No. If this was a Star Trek podcast. Okay. Oh, but it is. We tricked you, And we also, last but not least, we have Jimmy Pressler. Hello. I like the idea of like Leo and I just like pulling off masks. <laughs> we got the Klingon <laughs> one hands <laughs> in full effect no! and we're sharpened teeth. Come on! Punching each other in the chest. Yeah, right, locked in. Pulling bat lefts yeah. out our ass. <laughs> <laughs> What's a Wookiee? I don't know what that is. <laughs> Completely ignorant about Star Wars. Uh, I'd like to lift my skin. I'm just a pile of tribbles. I'll pull I'm Dylan McConus. Yeah, <laughs> so how you guys been doing? What do you guys, so what's, what do you guys think about new uh, Star Wars stuff? Um, quick check around the room. The behind-the-scenes footage. Did it emotionally attack your heart? Oh my god! <laughs> Slightly, yes. Can we all agree that they don't have? To, I mean, they're going to put out another trailer, yes, another yeah, narrative, yeah. official, real trailer. They, I wish they wouldn't because we've got everything. No, that's exactly. this is better than this is uh, better. Than see, I, yeah. I would, I would disagree. I think they have to put out another trailer. But this, I'm coming, I'm coming at it from the mercenary side of things. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. They have to put out another trailer, and that trailer's not only got to hint at what the actual story is, mm-hmm. but it's actually got to have some action in it, mm-hmm. um, and it's got to appeal to the newbies the same way the very first teaser did. Yeah. Um, because mm-hmm. this movie can't just go. Remember all that stuff you liked about Star Wars? Yeah, because. It's, it's, got, it's, it's got to get people yeah. who are sort of aware of Star Wars, but never really jumped into the movies, or sort sure. of like, it's a thing that yeah. my dad likes. Or I, it's feel, a, I feel like the first teaser, like you said, did that. Yeah, I it, feel like the, the second teaser mm-hmm. kind of did both. Yeah, and but it was definitely it was definitely more like you you guys yeah, remember yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Right? I think the, I think <laughs> yeah. the second well, one that was because it was all the dialogue this, from Return uh, of the Jedi this and stuff. The yeah. one was yeah. definitely to appeal to people's nostalgia. So mm-hmm. I think that the last one will definitely yeah. be much. more. Yeah, there's got to be it's got to be story oriented or at least story ish oriented. It's got to have a lot of action, but it's got to feel like a hop on point. That's what, and so that's why we got to have one more trailer that's that sort of does that because it needs yeah. to provide that hop on point. So in the same way we were talking about Star Trek, I'm sorry. <laughs> in the same way that that Star Trek reboot provided a hop on point for people who were familiar with Star Trek but probably didn't really like it all that much yeah. or never really watched too many too many things outside of like Wrath of Khan. It was just sort of like you need to recontextualize what the property can be for neophytes essentially and that's what this next trailer's got to do sorry I think you very simply the next trailer will be the only story trailer it'll set up a very simple bare bones thing of the story and it'll probably just be the basic like 
we got this lightsaber. Mm -hmm. Where's Luke? It's and that'll be all you need. A Star Wars mm -hmm. story really doesn't need that much of ex explanation anyway. No. All you need mm -hmm. is kind of basic. Here's the good guys. Here's the bad guys. Maybe what they're fighting over. Mm -hmm. And that's Adventure. that's all the context yeah. you really yeah. need. Adventure. Yeah. Um, and yeah. also, they can only ride the nostalgia train so long. I mean, granted, that's the point of making more Star Wars. Oh, there's so much ride. steam in that particular engine. I know, it's hard to get on. <laughs> so the, the behind-the-scenes thing, Jimmy and I have been on like a little vacation for the oh, last right, weekend. Yeah. So we were in Canada at the time, and all I had was like my little phone and the hotel internet. So <laughs> like we were just like yeah. <laughs> sitting on the hotel bed, like crouched around this little... Well, it was pretty good. Yeah, the last. I forgot. I was gonna have us watch the whole thing, right? Uh, yeah. It's not like it's Star Wars stuff. It's yeah. not like yeah. the genius of that behind-the-scenes trailer, though, is while most of it, frankly, already turned up in the Vanity Fair photo shoots, mm -hmm. right. it gave you so that, yeah. much. It was really well designed in the sense that they gave people a lot of stuff to screen cap and, uh, and analyze. Like when you when they showed J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy looking at that monitor, mm -hmm. you know someone's gonna freeze that up and look at yeah. what's zoom in on. Well, I was looking at all the art all around them and yeah. stuff too. Mm -hmm. I was looking at. Yeah. All the like concept art up on the walls and well, the models that's, in that's, the background. That's, that's, right. the, yeah. that's the thing about uh, Abrams, though, is that he's savvy enough to, that he's probably going to be like, "All right, check that shot to make sure there's something I don't because I don't want it out because yeah. I know for yeah. a fact people are going to do it because I yeah. won't do it." Because he's the same guy that went to Conan and brought three frames. Yeah, yeah. start checking the darkness. You know, that, that drove yeah. me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> three frames, but the thing was, he knew it. He knew people were going to then extract those three frames, yeah. so, and they did within like a half hour. Someone was like, That's "I got the three was. frames," and they blew them up, and people were analyzing them on yeah. fucking trekmovie.com. Yeah, I mean, I was sitting down go, uh, going through screen caps, looking at the uh, the, the the dates of the different slates, just yeah. to see, okay, when were they filming this, and how this maybe plugs into this, maybe okay. Well, this obviously seems to be seen in the sequence because it was shot the same day. Yeah. There were two separate things. I was like, "Oh, these are two shot. Uh, these were both shot on the same day. It must be the same thing. It's the stormtroopers plus the very narrow blue." Quarter. Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> I was one of those guys. Yeah. He's done a beautiful Good. job of absorbing the lessons of the con fiasco from Into Darkness, yeah. which is give people enough to work with. Yeah. If you give them enough to work with, they will. You can still work on other things. They just give them enough to keep them busy. Yeah. And I think that new trailer did a beautiful job of that. Yeah. Because yeah. the the con blow up, which he's had to apologize for, um, would not have been a blow up if he had just been straight out. Look, it's con. Yeah. If, if, yeah. Yeah. if he had just because con isn't even the main villain of that film. Yeah. So hiding Khan as much as he did and making Khan a focus by trying to hide him as hard as he did ended up backfiring on his movie because people went to the movie and, then, and then were like, well, yeah, of course it's fucking Khan. Is that supposed to be the surprise? And it sort of yeah. blew, it blew the focus it of the movie the entirely around, because yeah. that was... He was never the bad... The bad guy was Marcus. Yeah. But right. people don't act like Marcus is the bad guy because he put so much emphasis on trying to hide Khan from you. Uh -huh. um, and he ended up having to apologize for that. So he can't take that route anymore. And it seems like with... Uh, with this movie, he's not at all taking that route. And I no. wonder how much of that is Kathleen Kennedy like, well, no, 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 you don't, do. you don't do that with Star Wars. No, no, no. Especially yeah. with the first film coming back into a new trilogy, I mean, there shouldn't really, there shouldn't be that much in the way of twist built into the film that you need to hide anyway. And, and well, yeah. you still need to hide the story so everyone doesn't doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. But yeah, there shouldn't be any kind of like a Luke, I am your father kind of yeah. shit. Well, I, th I like think that. there's going to be some sleight of hand going on with the plot. I know that Conley and Jimmy aren't, okay, too, yeah, much, so. aren't, aren't too much with the spoils, yeah. so I'm not going to go too much with the spoils. Yeah. But I do think there's going to be a bit of sleight of hand where he's going to be pointing people in one direction fairly I, I, I don't want to say like he's going to be ostentatious about it but he's definitely pointing in that direction you're going to be like oh yeah and he's going to give you enough credit to make you think that you're figuring out where he's pointing and at the entire time over there in his right hand hidden behind his back that's when he's going to fling something at yeah, you yeah I've read your spoiler oh I've listened to your spoiler cast so I'm trying to yeah. articulate yeah. think of exactly what it is that you're talking about because there's a couple 
couple. Yeah, yeah there, there's a couple yeah, moments yeah, where yeah. you're like, this must be the twist because this is huge. Whatever he's gonna drop on well, my that's, lap. Well, that's one of the big things that uh, have actually happened since the last time we recorded is that you actually did a big uh, the full of Sith yeah. spoiler cast where you really broke down. Was well, this based off of making Star Wars? Um, yeah, there was a, there was a guy who uh, who visits the uh, message boards at um, theforce.net. Um, and his name is Lightly Bruise, Darth Lightly Bruise. I don't, I don't know why he, I don't know why he picked right. I mean, yeah, He's a true. highly intelligent individual. I've talked with this guy, and uh, he he holds a position in life that um, I have neither the schooling nor the patience to even hope to attain. And he's got it. And in his free time, he gives a lot of a shit about Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so he took a bunch of the rumors, subtracted a fair amount of the speculation, because MakingStarWars.net is really good at having people send them valid things, yeah. but they're not as good it's at speculating as to Separating what, the wheat from the chaff isn't, it? Yeah, it isn't like, necessarily their job. Like, like they, yeah. get, they get the plot points, and they sort of line the plot points in order, but they're about 50-50 on trying to connect those plot points together. Mm -hmm. So this Darth Lightly Bruise took all the plot points, <laughs> and just ran them in a row, um, posted them in, in sort of essay form, and then what I did is I took his essay, sort of condensed it down a little, pulled out some of the stray speculation that yeah. I I was like, this doesn't seem whatever. It's I'm just, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be the one reading the fact, it. So if yeah. I'm gonna pull something out, I'm pulling some stuff out. You're uh, John Larroquette in Night Court presenting your version of the story. <laughs> I like yeah. that. I like yeah. anytime you can compare me to Dan Fielding, I'm cool yeah. with that. <laughs> Did you know that John Larroquette played a Klingon on... Yes! <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm yes. done. I'm oh, Star, sorry. Star Trek 3. Star Trek 3. <laughs> 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 Out the airlock. So, so what I did is I, I took his essay, I edited it a little bit, and then I threw a whole bunch of John Williams music behind it, and I basically turned it into like you, an audio book. Uh, you created um, a nice theatrical... Yeah, yeah, it was the first time mm -hmm. I've... Seeing nice this information presented in a way where it, I, this felt like a Star Wars movie. And what what happened yeah. was when he first posted that thing, we were still sort of of the mind that like some of this could be wrong. Uh, about fifty percent of it could be wrong. We we didn't we thought we had at least half of it, right? Yeah, all, all of us in the spoiler community thought we had at least half. Some of it. kind of skeleton there, yeah. But then he posted his essay. And people who were definitely in the know at Slash Film to the point where they were like, we are not going to actually report on any of this because we don't feel like it fits our journalistic purview or something. Hmm. One of them actually got uh, a little bit hopped up on Twitter and, just, and actually confirmed that about 90% of it is solid. Okay, yeah. And then 10% of it, the 10% of it that wasn't solid was apparently based on making Star Wars speculation, which yeah, I've already okay, said is about 50-50. Yeah. Uh, so it was at that point I was like, oh, Jesus. This is... You've actually... I had no idea we were actually that close. I was feeling a little bit safe with the fact that it was like, we're going to get a bunch of this wrong. Because we always get a bunch of it wrong. Because we always take like one fact and then our imaginations go wild and we're like, well, it has to fit this way because I'm a genius, right? <laughs> I'm the one that had the eureka moment when I took a whole bunch of stolen information and tried to piece it together like a jigsaw puzzle and I taped it. And I got my scotch tape on both thumbs and I'm slamming all these plot points together. Of course, <laughs> I'm a mad scientist with stolen information. Yeah. Um, and usually what happens is the mad scientists then, you know, create a monkey with four asses and then we watch the movie we're like, oh man, we fucked a lot of that up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then it turns out like... There's oh, a little wiggle room for that to happen too, but yeah. trying to get some yeah. kind of at least vague confirmation that no, you're actually kind no, of... Yeah, uh, you've opened the door in your Christmas presents and you actually saw your own name tag on there, so you're like, mm -hmm. oh, maybe I shouldn't have yeah, seen that. exactly. That so yeah, like, so if, you, if you're listening and you've heard of that, the... Uh, well, what's the link to this podcast on the show? Yeah, it's yeah, in yeah, the, yeah. the name of the podcast, it's in the Full of Sith podcast, it's mm -hmm. Rumor Control Episode 5. Yes, Rumor Control... May uh, I need my glasses? May twenty eighth. Yeah. So uh, yeah, rumor control five. If you actually do want to apparently know ninety percent of the plot points. So this is a little bit of a tangent. Yeah. But um, as someone who myself like.
like, I don't like having a lot of spoilers. Like, mm-hmm. I like to know a little bit, and I yeah. like to let my imagination go crazy and think <laughs> of what might be. Mm-hmm. But I don't like to know for sure a lot of stuff, because I want the, like, special joy of seeing it yeah. for the first time. As someone who's super into spoilers, yeah. what is the reason that you are, like, really into trying to find um, spoilers? Uh, <laughs> I... I think on the first rumor control, I actually sort of explained it. Um, I don't want to try and make it sound like it's some sort of noble pursuit, like in in, in search of the truth behind story, which then uh, frees me to sort of appreciate the deeper elements as opposed to being <laughs> surprised by the shock moments. Like I, I can go down that path and sure. be full of shit. Um, but the truth is, it's partially that, and partially I have zero patience. I feel that. Yeah, it's the God. It's the God's honest truth. Like, if you put something in front of me, and then especially if you tell me that I'm not really supposed to be yeah. looking at it, but I can yeah. grab that shit, yeah. pause out. I, pull can, it back I, can, in. I can understand that. Yeah. I'm that way with most things. With yeah. presents, yeah. if there's like a present in the house, I will find it. I wrapped your presents, I left them under the tree, and I'm going to be gone for the weekend. Yeah, then they would be open. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I'm, I, I get that. Yeah. 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 As a Star Wars fan, though, this is one of the big yeah. presents of a lifetime, so I can see that's a valid question. Like, exactly. like why are you kind of like, yeah, why yeah. are you nibbling at the edges of this? Right. A little bit? Yeah. I would argue this, because I've had, you and I actually met back in the day of the old mm-hmm. message boards, like mm-hmm. Millennium Falcon. Whatever, Chud, actually, with Chud. Chud.com. Which, by the way, rest in peace. Yeah. Oh. Um, Chud is no longer a website. Oh, no it is, it Chud is been gone. It is simply a message board now. I think it died last month. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, old timers, there's three of you. Three of the, you that <laughs> maybe even recognize what the fuck we're talking about. And one of you that recognized that it was based off a movie from 1985 about that? cannibalistic. Yeah. Humanoid uh, underground uh, dwellers. No, starring John Hurt. Hurt, John Hurt, not John. Hurt. Does it also John? have a? Oh gosh, did the voice of Wonder Years? Uh, oh, Daniel Stern. Yeah, I think it's you're right. Daniel Stern. It too. Oh God, this isn't the Chud podcast. <laughs> so, so what I was thank, thank you. What I was saying was what I did want to say though is that I, you, we, as I was talking, we, you and I both dealt in traffic and spoilers for the prequel trilogy a yeah. lot. And one of the things though that I came to realize, because you're right, it's all about impatience and mm-hmm. and wanting to. Not all about. It. I, w- I would say it's about Pandora's sixty percent. There's patience. Pandora's box and there's curiosity, but I did realize over time that. Um, it's interesting because the movies, I, I still went and saw the movies, and I often went and saw the movies that I've tried to spoil in my lifetime more than once. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, be, and I do want to argue that that is a form of fan engagement. It is not mm-hmm. just trying to destroy. It's it's a way, it's a weird and probably unhealthy way to express <laughs> your love, but it is an expression of love. Yeah. yeah. I kind of get it. Yeah. I, just, I like I like the 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 pure enjoyment of seeing it unspoiled mm-hmm. for the first time. So Jimmy, what were you going to so say? Bring up the prequels. Mm-hmm. So, so like, how how does what you know now? Yeah. Compare to where you were. We in knew that era. Of the we knew way more back then because okay. uh, stuff like screenplays were actually leaking, gotcha. and storyboards were actually leaking, um, sound files even. I, th- I believe mm. with uh, Revenge of the Sith, it got to the point where um, rough cuts were leaking before the movie, so you could actually watch. I, I the remember movie. that, yeah. yeah um, uh, soundtracks were definitely. There were a lot of marketing stuff and like uh, yeah, licensing yeah. stuff. Yeah. And now, basically, sooner, yeah. basically, what's ha- the difference between then and now is that it. Honestly, the the spoiler game has sort of shrunk a little because it's been co-opted by regular enthusiast yeah. press and well, entertainment media. Anyway, some of the stuff exactly, yeah, exactly yeah. but and mm-hmm. and also because they just they just have it locked down. The only real source of information we have are um, call sheets 
uh, and, and shot sheets, and that's what's been given to making StarWars.net. So all we really have are the plot points, because we don't really have a sense of the dialogue, we don't have yeah. a sense of the characterization that is going along and pushing these characters from plot point to plot point. So we really don't know why they're doing what they're doing. We know what they're doing, mm -hmm. and we know what order they do it in. We really don't have a sense of who they are as people and why they're doing what they're doing, sure. which is such a huge part yeah, of sure. the movie that even just having a, essentially a 90% accurate plot synopsis, even with the John Williams music that I'm throwing in to sort of cheat some emotion out of you, <laughs> um, like even with that 90%, we still are missing a ton of what is going to make the movie the movie. And I think that's yeah. partially... Getting back to my uh, my hoity-toity excuse for having no self-control. Um, <laughs> part of, part of uh, spoiling, I think, is also that if I know where the story is going and I know what the beats are going to be, I actually can pay a little bit more attention to how the story is told. And it just sort of becomes a hierarchy uh, in that way as to how you uh, how you consume your story. And the hierarchy is different for a lot of people. Like, for you, Conley, it's probably... Um, what happens is a little bit more important than how it happens, which is a little bit more important than why it happens. And for me, why it happens is the absolute most important thing. How it happens is uh, like second most important. Yeah. And yeah, and then way down at the bottom is what happens. Because sure. for me, the what happens is solely there to give me an idea as to who these people are and why they do what they do, yeah. which is why I, I invest in any story whatsoever. Um, that's not to say that the element of surprise isn't awesome, because there are movies that I don't seek to spoil myself on yeah. at all, and I actually do that consciously. I'm like, I don't want to know anything about that. I think the element of surprise in whatever this story is going to be is going to be uh, positive enough that I would not like to ruin that. But then there's stuff like, you know, Star Wars or Batman versus Superman or something where I'm like, fuck, just give it to me. Just yeah. give me... Because it doesn't really... <laughs> right. the, the story is important-ish, but that's not really why I'm up in here yeah. watching Batman and Superman growl yeah, at each I, other. I, like, I want to have the the unspoiled first-time experience, and then after that, dive yeah. into literally everything I possibly <laughs> about, I mean, like, yeah. how it was made. Uh, and yeah, yeah. I would like, gladly the pay kind of in three figures just to somehow alter reality so I could get to December without hearing anything from the moment they announce it. I know that's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to get spoiled by all... Even if I don't want to, I'm going to get spoiled by a whole bunch of stuff. I've already got spoiled. Yeah, yeah. 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 fucking carbon freeze my ass for a year. Yeah, but can I, I just offer you a piece of advice? Yeah, maybe don't hold a spoiler podcast. Hey, you can be the guy from Rumor Control and talk about all the spoilers in the film. But hey, I mean it's a fucking asteroid field, and you can try to run away or dive into that shit and hope you know get out of it. But you invited the sock puppet. Spoilers, and here's, and here's the seat with the sock puppet, and he won't stop fucking talking. Hey, hey, that, <laughs> that is really is just the more you watch that 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 that's, uh, asteroid slug really is just an oven. It's a sock puppet. Just, oh, like, yeah, it's it. got, like it's got rough tape that's coming yeah. off at the bottom. It's got the little tiny we weenie eyes. Yeah, up top, you, can just, tiny... you can feel Joe Johnston's hand in mm -hmm. inside the pocket going, "Hey, we're something." Well, and that's popcorn. something yeah. from the uh, the Vanity Fair uh, article that I thought was pretty cool too. Um, we're talking about you know Joe Johnston ramming his hand into like a latex glove and putting teeth at the end of it and that's a monster that eats the Millennium Falcon, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, and in, in The Force Awakens... so stupid. 
<laughs> and in The Force Awakens, there's uh, apparently a creature that shows up in the movie um, via him standing on a board and someone shoving on the other end of a board. Oh, so yeah. I mean, yeah. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's sort of lo-fi... Uh, oh, Harold Lloyd silent yeah. film technology going on yeah. there. Yeah. Well, and that was a big part of the uh, the Comic-Con panel as well, um, as well as the... Uh, the behind the scenes video like the first words you hear is like isn't it like practical effects isn't that right. the first yeah. thing he says and they have that Baba Joe turkey guy wandering around yeah. in, in the panel I thought they were going to have BB-8 again which I thought would be so I haven't actually seen any of the panel because I just like oh no yeah the panel the is up video. right now as a matter of fact if you go to the Full of Sith Facebook page we have it embedded oh, yeah. well, did anything Burr. interesting come out of the panel other than the like what was the takeaway Uh, basically the takeaway was uh, practical effects practical effects practical effects oh, yeah, yeah, and Harrison Ford is a happy man. Did any yeah. guys other than uh, Bobby watch actually see the the, the panel? Yeah. You just read like the live stream of it. I, I was I was like reading three different live oh, okay. blogs because yeah. yeah. I was like in a hotel room. Just, well, well like, and what's funny is that that uh, Harrison Ford no longer seems to be playing the sort of aloof, mildly confused That's Harrison like, Ford at yeah. the con. But luckily, Adam Driver has taken that role because <laughs> Adam they were asking Adam Driver questions. And he was just sort of like, I still don't really understand why the fuck I am even here <laughs> like they would ask him questions about the movie and he just sort of looked really confused and reticent to even try to talk about it and luckily Donald Gleason and and, uh, and Oscar Isaac and yeah and Gwendolyn Christie Gwendolyn Christie killed she owned that room Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! I don't because I mean, she plays one of the best characters in Game of Thrones, and it's glad yeah. to see it's yeah. as much because of her personality rather than her just having a good character. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, that's, no. that's everyone cool. seems super excited that she is. I'm Captain so Fett. excited. Oh yeah, I will say, having just watched a couple, I, I'm a I'm a fan of girls, and I'm a, and I've watched a couple of great Adam Driver performances see, seen, recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's great in While We're Young, the latest Noah Baumbach movie. Did you see and, in, in, uh, Inside Lewin Davis? Uh, not, no, he's no, in that with. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the thing about Adam Driver is I cannot wait to see him play this part because he, as an actor, he always makes the weirdest choice and it's always honest. Like, yeah. he's such a strange dude. Always? I'm not at all surprised that he came off odd in the panel because yeah. I think he's genuinely odd. Well, they were, okay, asking, they were asking him about, like, the nature of playing an evil person. Yeah. And he seemed confused at the idea that he should just play an evil person. Like, you could tell he was sort of trying to explain to them, like, if I play an evil guy as an evil guy and like right. quotes around well, it's gonna suck and I don't do that so basically what I'm trying to do is crawl inside the head of this psychotic asshole yeah. and mm-hmm. make him an honest guy living human being well so, that's the classic thing a lot of actors say yeah. where like the villains aren't they, they don't think they're evil they're just doing what they think is just mm-hmm. and it just happens to run contrary to the yeah. Uh, well, and then they then they asked Donald yeah. Gleason uh, and he's like no I'm evil I'm British yeah. <laughs> 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 which was interesting because yeah. the one question I wanted somebody to ask at that panel um, and they didn't ask, which was whether or not they're going to let John Boyega and Daisy Ridley keep their accents, or if they're going to make them adopt yeah. them. Oh, yeah. I want to know if they're going to let yeah. them be British good guys, because that would be a nice twist for Star Wars. Yeah, Some right. British good guys that aren't 3PO. <laughs> yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. I had not even thought yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I kind of hope so, too. Yeah. Uh, one thing I've always noticed that with some actors is like, uh, you call it the Jai Courtney effect, right? Yeah. Oh, but the, minute that they, the minute that they have to add an extra layer of, actually, the Colin Farrell effect is what I call mm. it, mostly. Yeah. Colin Farrell is so interesting to watch when he's doing his Irish accent. Yeah. And and whenever he has to put on an accent, he gets, like, he's he's always a good actor, but he's just a little less interesting to watch. Mm -hmm. It's, it's It's like that, it's like a thin, not even a thin film. 
uh, goes over his performance. Yes. It's like you know that weird plastic stuff with the divots that you put underneath your office chair. Yes, <laughs> it's like that slides down over the front of his performance whenever uh. you make him have to do an accent. <laughs> if you could just let him let rip as an Irish guy, like, and I think we're at past this point now where we need to have excuses for why people need to oh. adopt. Like, there's no reason we're in outer space. It's a uh, long yeah. time ago. Let these two kids be British if they want to be. They don't have to adopt an American accent because there's no fucking Americans out there. Yeah, and Oscar Isaac is there to yeah. to, to bring the American. Which is another yeah. interesting yeah, thing. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to talk to you about yeah. Rebels. I'm sorry, I'm just hijacking. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. Fine. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah, our okay. yeah. structure. I, I wanted yeah. to talk to you about Rebels. I thought, I, on the one hand, I thought it was cool that there was a guy named Sato and yeah. he was Asian. Yeah. But on the other hand, I was like, why does the one Asian person that we've seen in Rebels with a speaking line have to have an Asian last name? Right. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Is that just in the news? The, 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 the last Vader episode. One? Yeah. The second. Did or, you see that? Uh, no, I haven't watched it yet. You gave but up? I, but okay. I, no, yeah. You, you heard about that guy? Yeah. No. Oh, you haven't yeah. watched that. You haven't watched he's, that. A, no, he's like so, a rebel commander. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I'm not a fan of rebels. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Been over that. Yeah. Yeah. Been over that. I don't have to go back into it. But um. Now this I'm, is Rebels hate, you know. Right, so right. Fine, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna watch it all, but mm-hmm. I put together the calendar to watch all of the Star Wars canon in chronological order, oh, leading right. up to yeah, right. Force Awakens. That which starts like the first the week first of, of August. She'll yeah. send you the Google so, calendar if you <laughs> want to. So yeah, so I'm going to watch all of Rebels that's out so far. Wait, wait. Then I'm gonna ask you just as a bonus because it technically is not canon. Are you including the tart? The Tartic I Christy. talked about this last time. No. That's right. That's right. You did. That's right. That's right. You did. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. I love it. But you, we're not have it, but it's, it's not technically canon anymore. You know, really? they said in an interview once that that was like a show about the Clone Wars that they watched inside oh, the Star sure. Wars yeah. universe yeah. or something. And, you know, I just I imagine like Mace Windu watching it, being like, "I wish I was that cool." Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I just wanted to say, uh, I don't know if you will ever post this as a show note, but Conley put together for me an absolutely wonderful. I've never watched the Clone Wars cartoon. She put together this beautiful mm-hmm. thing that was like, here are the episodes of the Clone Wars okay. you should watch. Mm-hmm. Here and just leave out the other ones and just watch these. You'll get a good sense of the show in a in a sort of yeah. compact and form. And a description of why. It was a beautiful uh-huh. piece of writing. I have to, get, I have to yeah. get that from you. Actually, even I'm, though I've watched yeah. all the shows. What, I, what <laughs> I want you to do is to illustrate that and then put it up online oh, as, as a JPEG for Ooh. people to share because there there, there are people who share little JPEGs because someone yeah. asks that question every five minutes and the ones they share are shit yeah. and they are full of. There you go. Terrible, horrible advice. Yeah, I know for a fact yours need to be out there to right, replace. You can share that and the calendar. That'd be yeah, fucking fantastic. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah I can do. And Internet it's a, stardom. It's a, it's a pretty, like... It's worth a lot. There's there's a good amount of episodes <laughs> in this. It's basically all of in the, the ones that I would say to, or, Oh, you mean in the, in the to, Clone Wars episode guide. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. if you like it, you can go back how and watch it. Uh, how many episodes do you have? There's a lot, okay. but I can yeah. cut it down to a more compact list. Well, there's a lot of like episodes to begin with, so you can cut it down by yeah. half. There's still a lot of episodes yeah. left. Yeah. yeah. Did you include the one with all the like the midget general in R two D two? No. Okay, yeah. God, yeah. God, thank you. If that had been three episodes, maybe. No, it's, it's like, like not even then. Not oh even then. That was a terrible arc. It just never ends. I love the idea, but yeah. No, it was awful. Robots by themselves. It could have been great. It could have been so cool, but it's not. There are no Jar Jar episodes in my list. There are. None of the weird R two D two and C three PO excursions. Yes. None of the yeah, like smart. none of that stuff. Yeah. Mike, uh, what were you gonna say? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, you, 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 had, you had your mouth open. Oh no, 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 no. Did you actually watch the episodes yet? Not yet. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
But you had yeah, okay. Uh, no, anyway, anyway I sidetracked there with General Sato and and, and whatnot. Yeah. Although although he yeah. did say on the panel because someone did straight up and I want to give the audience at Comic Con credit because yeah. um, Comic Con audiences and convention audiences in general can be <laughs> yeah. fucking morons. There's yeah. a whole some of the dumbest questions. Q and A is yeah. the worst. One of the one of the things that went viral at this Comic Con actually was uh, <laughs> some dipshit asking a really stupid question to Brian Cranston and Brian Cranston hitting him with like just the dumbest mom joke ever <laughs> and having the entire crowd to sort of turn on this kid <laughs> and Chris just sort of smiles and giggles to himself literally dropped a microphone after making the mom joke um, and I was like that needs to happen in every panel from every celebrity yes. until stupid people stop rushing the fucking mic to yes. ask their garbage Seriously. that did not happen at the Star Wars panel and in fact someone straight up asked Abrams uh if there were going to be Asian people in the movie. I saw that. And, and yeah, used yeah. to sort of transition into a bigger idea as to diversity. And, and Abrams sort of, I don't want to say sidestep, but he definitely... He, did, he gave the political yeah. answer. Was like, well, first of all, he was like, yeah. yes, you're going to see Asians. You are going to see this Asians. One, the, 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 there's movie. something that they've shown, like, at least one Asian pilot or something. Well, like yeah. That. So they should have just straight up said, yeah, Donnie Yen's in the next one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, actually, I don't... Is he definitely in eight, though? Like, the rumor, the rumor right. for that has been sort of slippery because the rumor came out from uh, a... a a report that was translated um, and said something about him hanging out with Harrison Ford in episode 8 but then they were like but we don't know if Harrison Ford's going to be in it and we don't know if mm. he's even going to be with that character it's, so like they reported this mm. thing and then pulled like half of it back and it was translated in the first place oh. so sure, yeah. nobody yeah. knows if he's actually going to be in Rogue One or if he's going to be in episode 8 or but if he's, he's going to be in something he's going to be in something yeah, yeah because he just tweeted something or Instagrammed something of him looking at a sign and the sign said may the force be with you back is Donnie going to use you one of the guys from the raid no, no, but they did hire um, the guys who were ready to be in a scene. Yeah, yeah, they're okay. they're going to be in a scene. They're stunt guys. Yeah, they're, yeah, and they're going to choreograph the scene as well. So yes, Which there are going to be Asian people. Because even the thing. Well, I guess maybe if there's a yeah. I okay. I'll, no, I know. I, I know where I was going to wonder where they could fit in, but then I realized. Yeah, I know. I know exactly where they can fit yeah, in, but I'm not yeah. going to say. It's but actually, it will be a very cool scene. It will be a very. Actually, it'll be one of the scenes that I had a big question about even existing when I was looking at the plotline. I was like, this scene can come out. Because I don't understand what the fuck it's even there for. Yeah, what it ties into. But if it's yeah, there, we're talking about the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, but if it's there, so I can get the raid guys to choreograph a really cool fight scene, oh, then yeah. I'll, I'm, I'm all for Millennium it. Falcon then. gets attacked by kung fu monkeys. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. I mean, that's what yeah. I want. Um, <laughs> exactly what I want. Worse than Minox. <laughs> um, I have a roundtable question, actually, that I'd like mm -hmm. to hear everybody's answer to. So we just had all this new stuff just come out of Comic Con just a couple of days ago, mm -hmm. and mainly I want to hear what everybody. What impression coming out of that round table with all those actors was. I, I know, for, speaking for me, the one that got me was Harrison Ford seemed incredibly engaged. Mm -hmm. He seemed really, really... First of all, I was happy to see he was walking. He's got a hell of a scar on his head from that yeah. plane crash. Oh, I didn't see that because I, like, I, I didn't yeah. watch any of this. He, he, has, he that, had yeah. that big plane crash, didn't he? They asked him how his foot was from that set piece falling. I mean, no one asked him how his head was. He's got a <laughs> giant scar on his head now. And in fact, one eye was a little more open than the other. Mm -hmm. And I think it's all Jesus because of the... Uh, Christ. I think it's all because... Well, if that's the worst he walks away with, fuck, I'll take that. And he that. walked away yeah. from it. Um, but uh, the, that that was the first thing that really killed me was just how engaged he was. Yeah. Number two, I was actually kind of getting. I, I'm starting to feel a little too much apologe apologetics in the. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, no, it's all practical sets. It's like okay, I, yeah, nobody liked the prequels. Maybe you can stop. <laughs> yeah, stop it's throwing Lucas under the bus without throwing Lucas under the bus. characters and story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, yes, we all know the stuff in the special editions now looks like Toy Story. Mm -hmm. Just like it's fine. Okay, just yeah. yeah. Uh, but I was mostly, yeah, I was mostly, and also I just thought it was fantastic 
that they uh, they took everyone to basically go to a Star Wars concert afterwards with yeah. fireworks. Oh. I was a little disappointed that one of the things I wanted to see happen in that was I was kind of hoping that they would debut a new theme. But oh yeah, it turns out it was just like thirty minutes of music. Yeah, it was thirty minutes. It was thirty minutes of existing Star Wars music and then a fireworks show. The the extra bit of funniness if you are uh, slightly petty. Um, yeah. comes from the fact that nobody else knew that they were going to be doing that outside of the Lucasfilm camp. Uh, and the panel that came right after the Star Wars panel was Kevin Smith's. <laughs> and so they tell everybody at the very end of the panel, come up to the front in orderly fashion, grab your lanyard, we'll go outside, there's going to be a tent, and we're going to have a live Star Wars concert. So Hall H empties. Yeah. And the king of Hall H has to hold court for, I want to say, maybe 1,200 people. Mm-hmm. That thing holds sixty four hundred. Because yeah. I must have only seen pictures. A good turnout. It's a yeah. decent turnout, but I mean, basically, like he's used to commanding Hall H, right? And then five minutes before, he's gonna go on and do his Kevin Smith thing <laughs> and be loved and adored by his people. Nine tenths of that audience gone. <laughs> Star Wars is like no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and someone took a picture of it, and man, it looks. <laughs> it looks like it looks like when you're at like the the country fair, and there's someone giving like a ShamWow uh, demonstration, <laughs> and there's like three people, one of them with a corn dog and an elephant ear going through it, and they're just sort of. Lo- Staring mouth at Gabe's. Wow, that sucks up a lot of water. That is basically <laughs> what it looked like could, at, at his panel. I could just yeah. imagine all the way from the back of the room. Snow <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? He got to set foot inside the actual Millennium Falcon set, so yeah. he didn't have any yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, but I mean, with, so, far as the, so far as the practical effects thing goes, like on the one hand, yes, they're beating that ha- they're, they're beating that pretty hard. They're hammering that to death. Well, I, it's still not like it's. It, but, there's but, more practical effects, so isn't it? But but it's sort of like it's sort of like the the flip side of the coin that came during the prequels, which is that they hammered equally as hard. We are advancing the technology of yeah. filmmaking. Look at how much what we're doing is happening here in this computer. Look at how much we can do. I can take this take and take this take and then marry them together. Doesn't that make editing so and much George more fluid? George Lucas having this freedom we never had before, yeah. so it's going to be unprecedented. I'm giving gifts to the yeah. world of filmmaking that people are going... And they did. They He actually yeah. did revolutionize filmmaking digitally. Yeah. He absolutely His did. But that was, that was a huge part of the prequel marketing, so yeah. it sort of makes sense that on the flip, yeah. they're going to... All right, we're going back to the practical stuff. They we can, absolutely they can are. Tell me all about all the practical effects all day. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. they look fucking good I'll too. Hear all about all the Except for the yeah. Sid Marty Croft shaggy. No, minion, I want that shit. That's I the thought, Tina. But I like that. It looks so <laughs> shitty, but it looks like, <laughs> like a Comic Con costume. But it was great. I don't care. <laughs> that's the, that's the crappy mouse, the giant mouse from the Cantina yeah. scene. Yeah. That's what you need, man. I, I mean, want yeah. someone in a Wolfman mask. They have a Wolfman's my favorite. Obviously, it's off the shelf Wolfman mask. Yeah. They have a gonk. Mm-hmm. That's all they needed to show me. They got a lady feet. in a gonk outfit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Simon okay. Pegg is playing some sort of alien. I was wondering, yeah. There's no way they're gonna make a new Star Wars movie with J.J. Abrams, and Simon Pegg isn't somewhere in yeah. an alien. Co- I'm glad to see at least. Oh yeah, and Greg yeah. Grunberg's in it, and he's actually got a role. He's got a speaking role. Oh, is role. he a pilot? Yes, he oh, is. Yeah. A, he is going to be an X-wing pilot. Oh. Yes. And people have already made the joke he's going to be the new Porkins because yeah. he's yeah he's sort of big. Yeah, he's, he's sort of <laughs> well. And I, actually, I believe his name is uh, Gorwin. So it sounds kind of Porkins-ish. Yeah, yeah it doesn't sound attractive. No, 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 it does, no that's the thing. It doesn't it's sound not attractive. It's like Gordo. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, the weird thing, though, and he does tell a story about how he uh, uh, threw up at a pie-eating contest, though. It's a complete... You were worried about there being flashbacks in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> Not, like, total things where, like, yeah, no, they're breaking form for the Star Wars uh -huh. movie. Yeah. Him yeah. Just, you know, I see where you're going. Flair oh, I yeah, see where you're going. Stand by me. We all got it. <laughs> 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 he stops down for a second to watch Durr. Gorman barf into his helmet. Did you know that Will Wheaton was in Star Trek? He tells him, stand by me. I'm sorry. I'll get the fuck out of here. He's a traveler. But even like uh, like uh, Daisy Ridley in the in the, in the Millennium Falcon cockpit gimbal, they were filming uh, outside. That was cool to see. What was interesting um, is how much of it the behind the scenes was confirmed. Some rumors, like well, that's what's gonna ask you next, Bobby. How much all this plugs in? I'm sorry, Mike. Well, no, just like there's a supposedly there's a scene. Well, can I get into this? Without getting into spoilers, we've talked about this before. I'm so, it's funny, like I'm the one that knows the most about this movie, and yeah. I am like jumping in front of every bullet here. Yeah. Yeah. Like as soon as, it, as soon as it looks like you're about to cock a rumor, I'm like, come on, it confirms without saying what it is. It, it can the fact that we see her flying it in what appears to be a chaotic situation yeah. Yeah. conforms to a major plot point we were oh, told, I think I know and that. actually right. it's the one that yeah. I was the most skeptical of because to me it seemed like. You know, it, it's sort of, there's a line where Han Solo in the trailer goes, Chewie, we're home, like he's been away from the Falcon for a while. And yeah. I'm like, there's some stuff in there that I think there's missing information mm -hmm. about how he is reunited with his ship yeah. or whatever. Well, um, I will say that the uh, the behind-the-scenes footage didn't seem to, de uh, to debunk anything. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't show that much. Yeah, they, yeah, they didn't show that much, but what they did show, I was like, no, no, this all still slots in. Like, I'm honestly watching marketing stuff right now like with an eagle eye essentially on this is going to knock something out something's got to get knocked out mm -hmm. um, but so far nothing's gotten knocked out yet so i don't i, I don't know I don't, again if you, you know, wanna, if you want to if you want to Get that ninety percent spoils all up in your veins. It's apparently still it's still in play. You can still go get it. Yeah, I keep waiting for something to break that in half, but apparently it it hasn't happened yet. Trust me, I'm tempted. But then you'll be on the streets. I'm like trying to stay strong. Have you heard spoilers about locations from the original films that may or may not show up or anything like that? Because that there's going on the audio, I told you. I'm going in for knee numb. And I thought for a moment, well, I thought that maybe the species just show up, but you see in the background, someone's got a whole bunch of Akbar specific references yeah, yeah. next to one of the sculpts of it. So yep. obviously, it's actually Akbar, it's, not just yeah, like that. Akbar's up in the thing, and Neonum is also uh, up in the thing, which I'm sort of surprised by. I was yeah. like, did I, you? I, yeah, did you see one of the books, one of the Journey to the Path of Wait, uh, the mm. Force uh, Awakens things? Yeah. I guess Neonum is one of the main characters. Uh, I oh, guess yeah. best really? buddies with Leia now. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. wow, that's true. Yeah, I do like that. That both Akbar and Neenum are, are showing their masks. Are showing them like, damn, those guys look like twelve miles of bad road now. <laughs> <laughs> just like, actually, what, what I like what I like about those young adult books um, has nothing to do with the content within them, which might be really good. They got a lot of really good writers working on them. Yeah. Um, Greg Rucka, of course. Mm -hmm. um, but I like yeah. they got Phil Noto to do the covers. Yeah. That yeah. Noto art is so good. Yeah. I want him to draw all the things, just as a matter of fact. Yes. Um, I'm very much waiting for the poster, and there's oh. been rumors that it might be Drew Struzan again. I can't imagine it's not. If it's not, I have no problems with Phil Noto taking over. Yes. Yeah. I have zero problems with it. In the same way that I have no problems with Michael Giacchino or Bear McCreary oh, exactly, taking yeah. over on the score from John Williams. Right. If John Williams ever decides, I think I'm, I think I'm good. Yeah. I think I've earned uh, a week off. <laughs> Did you <laughs> a see the John Williams off? video from the concert? Where yeah. Like, he turns around in his chair, t looks at him and just goes... <laughs> 
I gotta say, I do find it uh, as, as the, the score again is the thing I'm most excited yeah. about, and, and I have to say, I'm a little. We all saw him live in concert, and he mm-hmm. was just kind of barely getting around, and he wasn't moving around very much. But he was also yet. he was pretty he was pretty quick on his feet mentally. Yes, oh, yeah. I, and that's what I thought was cool. Like he was he was funny. Um, and he, I could tell he was dropping one-liners, and not just because I haven't watched a bunch of his concert footage <laughs> yeah, on exactly, YouTube. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like he was, he was bringing fresh material yes. uh, from <laughs> from the lectern there. Uh, so I mean, as so long as the mind is still working, yeah. as he sounded fast a little as, rougher yeah. in that in that concert yeah. video though. Which I think guys like in hundred eighty. But that music is going to be so good yeah. because he's got so much time to work on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like the, the Abrams, I think, admitted that they. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Abrams admitted that he's got. A full cut that they're sort of fine tuning now. Mm-hmm. Like they're not adding scenes to it, yanking. Oh, so scenes they out. really do have like yeah. They have it's a cut, slotted in. and it's okay, in yeah. it's in front of him, and so he is scoring to that uh, like now, like right now. <laughs> you are listening to this, and somewhere in California, someone else is listening to new Star Wars no, score, yeah. and they're like, <laughs> they're listening to, him, and they're like, eh. <laughs> Abrams made builds in a room because Abrams loves film music. He yeah. builds a lot of room into it for this because he yeah. knows how important yeah. it is. Oh. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I am a little uh, concerned that he's probably this probably is his last one. I wouldn't. I would be fine. I'll with be it. shocked. But the thing not, is, like yeah. with this with this increased uh, production schedule, because Star Wars movies only take two years to come out now instead of three. Mm-hmm. Like they're gonna have <laughs> Ryan Johnson's gonna start shooting here in like five months, right? Some, yeah, so well, it'll probably be next summer because that's yeah. on the schedule. Like, yeah. But yeah, like you could have John Williams. I mean, if he's still feeling up to it by the time he decides that he's done with the Force Awakens score, and they gave, they've given him footage for a long time now, mm-hmm. like he could end up locking the score down with like months and months to go before it gets released, which is something almost never happens with filmmaking yeah. anymore. Like usually the score gets locked down with like a month to go. He could have the score locked down like two, three, four months. Well, that's actually right around now. Yeah. Um, and, well, and be, it and be like set. by the end of summer. Yeah, like, yeah, but I mean, like, with if he's getting stuff done that efficiently, if they're giving him that much time, and he still feels like he's raring to go, you could have him do episode eight next year. He could also do what uh, I do. Two things I want to say about that. I will point out that Jerry Goldsmith worked into well into his mid to late nineties, mm-hmm. uh-huh. um, yeah. and he did good work. Yeah, in his yeah. mid to late nineties. But I also want to point out that. Um, Williams could also do what he did on, say, uh, Superman yeah. 3, or I think he did this on a couple of Superman sequels, and he also did it on a couple of the Potter sequels, where he would develop... They, there's another guy credited with the score, but they met with Williams, and Williams mm-hmm. helped them build some basic yeah. themes to work off Yeah, of. he developed themes, and then they turned it over to another well, uh, who do you guys? who would you guys pick for to, to replace Williams on the episodes 8 and 9 if it had to come to that? Well, it's going to be Giacchino. Yeah. 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 It's, it's yeah. going to, like, that's, that's fate accompli. You think so? Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's Giacchino. I'm thinking maybe Thomas Newman. Yeah, no, well, it's going to be Giacchino. That's it's what you want, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> he orchestrated Vader's death scene in Return of the Jedi. Oh, He's yeah. well, Not to say it's all about oh, credentials. I think there's some wiggle room there. Yeah. I, I think Giacchino makes the most sense. But uh, I hate to say it, but I'd love to see. Who's, was it uh, um, Johnson's cousin does the scores for all of his other movies? Get him to do at least. I hope he does yeah. at least some cantina music. <laughs> I want. Yeah, I want Cliff Martinez. Yeah. <laughs> I want like I want um, Soderbergh's super synthy dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't want to be Jake. Just even just it's, 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 in the house. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like if it's going to be a bad um, robot production still, and it's going to be a bad robot production still. I thought Hear me bad out, robot guys. was pulling out, and it's it, like he was. I I thought Abrams was just this movie. I mean, bad robot is, robot yeah. is not just Abrams. Yeah, but I, I I assumed that. He, 
Mm. Would just, I don't know. It, it might be. I just figure if there's well, a bad, we'll find out in a year yeah. when they start filming. I just but. figure if there's a bad robot association period, then chances are well, exactly, Giacchino yeah. is going it'd to come be, along. Let's put this. Yeah. It'd be weird if that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Hear me out, guys. Music by John Carpenter. anything else right now. Yeah. Just synths and drums. Guitar ribs. All he needs is two fingers. All he needs is two fingers. You give him two fingers and a keyboard, and you've got music magic. Music magic. I don't know why I'm talking like this all of a sudden. I don't know why I turned into that. What are you guys super excited by? I don't know why Everything. I'm doing this still. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what what hand <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? Why not? Did anyone get it choked up at all? Oh my god. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, when, uh, I mean, like I said, we're just kind of watching it on the tiny screen at the hotel, and as soon as Han Solo and Daisy Ridley's character just go to sit Sat down in seats, yep. like, I did an audible, like, <laughs> 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 like That's all right. So... Uh, I was from the opening shots and hearing Mark Hamill's voice instantly. I was like, "Who's Hamill? <laughs> <laughs> He's back!" Yeah, it's Luke. Actually, getting to see Leia, like yeah, yeah. that was yeah. worth it. I was like, "Oh man!" And she doesn't seem completely cool. disdainful. No, 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 not completely. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I, uh, I said this on Full of Sith, but I was like, the one thing that you could hear, even if you couldn't actually hear it, the one thing you could hear when she popped up on screen was the sound of a whole bunch of people shutting the fuck up, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that, because people have been saying some shit about old Carrie Fisher yeah. uh, and casting aspersions that woman's way. Uh, and then she shows up as Leia for all of one second, and people are like, "Oh God, that's Leia!" Yeah, yeah. oh, that's right. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> she looks. She looks. She's got the smirk, man. She yeah. looks completely disdainful. Mm-hmm. She looks like she's not I, taking anybody's I shit. I love it. Yeah. Carrie, Carrie Fisher is the grumpiest sass mouth, <laughs> and I love her. She, she no, she's a fantastic good. writer as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, anybody, you should read her stuff. She's yeah. a fantastic. And, she, and writer. she pun- she's punched up so many scripts yeah. that she's yeah. like been in movies with too. So. Yeah. yeah. No, she's. I mean, I. I, I yeah, I didn't. I. I She's a bit. In, she can come off as a bit of a strong cup of coffee in her personal life, but I guess. I love it. But <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, the it. that's the best way I've heard anyone do yeah, it. That's that, a is yeah. that is the Hollywood. I, I yeah. guarantee you that she is gonna bring it in this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and and the fact that uh, you brought up the the dialogue polish and stuff. I I really do feel confident that we're gonna have comedy and not forced oh, comedy yeah. and well, not stilted Kasdan's comedy. Yeah, so. you got you got Kazdan writing it. Abrams has a really good sense of ensemble cast and making people bounce off each other yeah. in a way that just makes you feel like you know them even though you've only seen them on screen for all of three seconds. Yeah. Um and the fact that you've got <laughs> people like like Carrie Fisher who knows how to write dialogue, yeah. who's a, an accomplished script doctor. Mm-hmm. Like, you, all these things swirling around the set. Like, yeah. I, I am fairly confident that these people are going to actually act like people. And that's that's mm-hmm. something that's, that I haven't seen yeah. in a Star Wars film since mm-hmm. 1983. Right. I'm excited for, sorry to do this as an example again, but yeah. the scene in the 09 Star Trek yeah. where Kirk finds out that there's the Romulan ship and they're going into a trap. No, no. Yeah, no, no. And they're <laughs> running, and he's running down the hallway and boop, 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 and the camera's following him and Boat's like, oh, you, you gotta, there's this action and this dialogue and moving the plot yeah. mm-hmm. and I'm excited to have all this action and dialogue and snarky one-liners coming off and then get, they, get into the turret and, and fly away. Thank James T. Kirk Cabbage Patch doll hand. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked! And it, it worked. worked! It worked! That was the weirdest thing about I the mean, Abrams Trek movie and that actually you were talking earlier about how we even if you know plot you don't know texture. Yeah. And, yeah. and J- Abrams 
2009 Trek is a perfect example of that. It's hugely entertaining, mm-hmm. and it totally connects on the character level. If you were to just describe that story to someone, it's almost straight up nonsense. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. and, and, but it works anyway. Mm-hmm. And so I, which think is funny because Into Darkness is actually a much straighter, yes. more to the point story. That seems like, to confuse people way more. Yeah. Like, man, the story in Inner Darkness sucked. Like, it's actually got way less holes than the first one. Yeah, but the first one, he's got Cabbage Patch hands. <laughs> <laughs> and that sort of explains how important why things are happening and how they're happening is, yeah, as, that, yeah. as opposed to uh, what's actually going on. Paper, it makes yeah. Sense, but yeah. Like, like, if you don't have the characters locked the way you want them locked and they're not performing the way you really want them to perform, you're going to then start looking at the plot like, well... Why are they acting like this? And then you're going to start pulling chunks out of the plot. Like, this is stupid. This is stupid. But you can get away with having a lot of dumb shit in your movie what? if the characters that are caught up in that yeah. dumb shit are really well, entertaining. Jedi no, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why Jedi is kind of rickety because yeah. even though that you know that that movie kind of holds you know it, it doesn't make it's, any less sense than any other Star Wars movie. It's got a half. It's, it's a it's, half hour of movie. The production values less. The acting. You know, it's just yeah. The characters yeah, aren't yeah, acting like the characters except yeah. for the characters that do act like themselves. But that all happens in the last half hour of the movie mm-hmm. like there's a half hour of Star Wars movie and yeah, then there's a whole yeah, bunch yeah, of other yeah, stuff yeah. to sort of around it that's kind of flat both character wise and visually like I, I loved Jedi when I was a kid but even then like I just remember watching it the first time being like what is going on with yeah. Princess Leia? Nobody's acting. Why like, is this happening? Man, Why is Leia doing this? God, that is, like, that is yeah. the worst scene in the original yeah. trilogy. Hold me. Like yeah. she's she's yeah. not acting like she should be. Han's not acting like she should be. She's also coked out of her fucking gourd, yeah. and you can tell because yeah. she doesn't blink oh, and her yeah. eyes don't dilate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's trying to act. And Mark Hamill can't even carry that. Mark Hamill is Mark, the MVP he's of the working original. hard in that yeah. movie. Oh yeah. god, he's the MVP of the original trilogy because so much stuff hinges on you believing that he believes what's happening. Mm-hmm. And that's why Yoda works like he does in Empire Strikes Back. And that's why most of the stuff in Jedi that works works is because you feel like Mark Hamill absolutely believes what's going on in front of yeah. And even he can't save what's going on on that rope bridge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The if there's any scene in a rope bridge in, in that movie, <laughs> you get nervous. It's like, yeah. uh, here's a rope bridge, it's going to yeah. be something dumb. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh man. God, it's going to take a half hour. <laughs> God, that scene does take, it feels like a half it hour. Does, and, and that's one of the miracles of that <laughs> second teaser, is that they take dialogue from the worst scene in Return of the Jedi yeah. and made it magic. Yeah. That's yeah. true. They yeah, made power. it magic. Like, yeah. absolutely the worst scene in the entire original trilogy they take the dialogue from it drop it in front of this imagery and we are all like <gasps> yeah. to the point where half of us didn't even realize that it was from Return of the Jedi I did the same thing so we were recording last out, time yeah. Yeah. I was just like wow that dialogue's Oh wait, it is. That is Jedi. Really. Yeah. Yeah. It's from the yeah. It's one of the dumbest section of Return of the Jedi. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Like Leia should be reacting like the murderous asshole that blew up my planet is dead. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're telling me. No, you have a power I can never have. Like, why are you... What? Yeah. <laughs> Trailer 3 is going to be make us all ball like babies, and it's going to be set to the Yub Nub song. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, and that's a question I want to ask you guys. Now, there's uh, a lot of people feel like Yub Nub needed to get removed in one of the few changes in the special editions. And I the, like the, the world music from the special Yeah, the, the Zamfir yeah. pan flute shit. Yeah. A lot of people... And the justification for that was Yub Nub was cool, but it's not quite important enough or regal enough for the end of the Star Wars saga. And a lot of people bought into that. 
this is no longer the right. end of the Star Wars That's saga. Yeah. Should we have? Yub-nub. Should we put Yubnub back? Put Yubnub back. Well, this goes back into with Lucas selling off Star Wars. Was there a clause in there saying whatever special edition changes I made, they stick? Because I can't imagine that that he would do that contractually. I can't imagine because that would be such. That would at least be a sticking point. That would be a really strict. Like, do you want to risk the four billion dollars? That oh, your sale is on something it. like, no, I want to make sure that there's a giant dinosaur that has a Jawa fall off of it. You can't pull that out. You you tell me that you're going to pull that out, you can't yeah. have my movies. Have you heard I can't that? see him doing that. Have you heard anything else, Bobby, about the rumored 4K half meat, meat in the middle cut? I haven't, I haven't heard anything further about it. What's funny and what caused me to believe that there is going to be some sort of a split the difference cut when the 4K versions finally do come out. Um, is that the only reason we know about it is accidental. Like, the the digital editions came out a little bit ago. Yeah. And uh, Devin Faraci of Birth Movies Death uh, wrote up the story without actually checking the contents of the uh, the digital versions. The rush to movie blog, folks. Yeah. <laughs> and so when he, when, he wrote, when he wrote up the story, he made sure to mention that uh, Greedo doesn't shoot anymore and that mm-hmm. they changed the Java. They, ch- they changed the Java model again. And then everyone was like, what are you talking about? That's not on these digital editions. And he was like, oh, oh, yeah. Okay, well, I had heard that on the 4K <laughs> versions, I know that those changes are in, so whoops. Um, so basically... So was he just a section... There's a, like a third digital Java for a, uh, a New Hope now? Apparently there will be. Okay. So they're going to pull... Wow. They're go- Greedo Jeez. is never going to shoot again, out. and they're going to try and fix the Java model just again. That That's what I'm... That, yeah, just take it out. It's, it's well, very it, redundant. It also spoils... Jabba, probably the yeah. coolest well, thing really in Jedi. Well, because the whole cantina shooting scene was put in to replace the Jabba scene. The Jabba scene to begin yeah. with. So but so, I, but so far, yeah, nothing, yeah, yeah. nothing's come out from the rest of the 4K uh, story that has debunked that or said that there aren't any other changes coming or that the changes that Farachi heard about are bullshit. So, so far as I can tell, that's still on the table. So if they are going to change things like Greedo, mm-hmm. that means other things can be changed. Whether they will be changed, I don't know. But if they've taken the initiative to take the Greedo shot out, there's, okay, that means there's, there's, there's got to be some other stuff that they're they're looking at and going, maybe maybe we put Sebastian Shaw back in yes. at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yes. Yes. I, I, I'll go there. That. I think they need to re-render almost all of those 19 or 2007 effects. Or 1990, yeah. I'm sorry, 1997 effects. They redid them in 2004. Well, not all of them. Though. No, no I, not think, all of them. I think they need to re-render. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, some of the shots are fine, but mm-hmm. they. I think they need to re-render a whole bunch well, of I, But I do, I do think that people need to get used to the idea that you're not getting the theatricals. Yeah. Right. You're, it's not. It's not happening. Not until whatever the next home... Uh, the ho- next home video format is going to be. That then we then you can rekindle hope. But for now, yeah. Blu-ray, you're dead. You're done. We're I, not we'll, getting theatrics. We'll find out in a year and a half, though. Exactly, because I'm sure by for what 2017 will be the 40th anniversary of yeah. Star Wars. They'll mm-hmm. put out a big box set with an empty slot for the last mm-hmm. Star Last Wars two Skywalker yeah, yeah. saga, mm-hmm. yeah. and then <clears throat> yeah, we'll, we'll find out for sure. Yeah, it'll be. But I haven't I haven't heard anything. But that, okay. I mean. It sounds like there are still the possibility of further changes are still on the table. Maybe not changes, but reversions. Yeah, that yeah. exactly. Yeah. Isn't that interesting, by the way? They called these new films. Aren't they calling these new films officially the the Skywalker Saga and the anthology See, films? Is heard, that what they're well, calling? I hadn't heard about that. I, I know the new heard. ones are the. Anth- they're going to have to do something because they're going to have to be able to say. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm just calling it that because that's what I. Because what else? But they've written that elsewhere right too. But they're yeah. gonna have to come. They need some kind of handle for it eventually. They'll probably just call it the Star Wars Saga, and then there'll be Star Wars Saga, Star Wars. Well, I guess it's a little confusing because I mean, throw a lot yeah, of Star Wars though. But you know, because at, at a certain point, there's gonna be more with, anthology movies I than think there are. Just go with episode. That's what it is. Like mm. Episode seven, mm-hmm. but the Force Awakens. In 15 years, there's gonna be more anthology movies than there are Skywalker movies, and so they're gonna have to. It's gonna. It'll be easier just to label these the the you know Skywalker movies as something. It's very and just assume everything else. Well, those are just the Star Wars. It's a movies, very interesting then, problem to have as a Star Wars fan. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too many yeah. movies. What do I call it? How do I label all these Star Wars <laughs> movies? Well, uh, real quick, uh, speaking of Star Wars changes, I just noticed two things from the trailer. Three uh, PO's got a red left arm, uh-huh. yep. and the Millennium Falcon has a big uh, blue uh, Pop-O-Matic. I didn't between notice that. The, uh, yeah, between the co- uh, pilot and co-pilot's chair, really facing the camera. Huh. It's really subtle. It's just a big blue kind of cylinder thing, kind of sticking out. It almost looks like you know when Ripley when she's doing the self destruct mechanism Mm -hmm. for or or, is it a a special the Genesis device when that's Uh, (laughs) it kind of looks like yeah almost like like a like a glowing blue thermos Hmm. stuck into a uh, metal wedge between the two. I am curious to see what sort of uh, what sort of changes have happened. Like, well, there's there actually going to be like like an onboard computer. There's the dish. Up yeah. top, yeah. yeah. Well, like, like if you like look at that, there's that shot of Abrams and Kennedy like sitting in the cockpit. And it's mm-hmm. like it's a little slicker looking on the inside. Yeah. Like someone's made. Well, it makes some sense because it's been thirty years. It'd be weird if everyone was completely static. It's still yeah, a little yeah. weird that Harrison Ford is still kind of dressed like Han Solo. Yeah, well, yeah, he's gonna while, dress the same. Like, he should be topless and in just shorts. No, <laughs> I mean, like you want a hairy ass blanket? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he had different outfits throughout the series, but they all had the same general look. And well, because every character, yeah, he knows it works for Yeah. Like I mean, Leia's, Leia's outfit has a similar palette to like mm-hmm. her other. Yeah, no, he knows he knows what his swag levels yeah. are, yeah. and he dresses <laughs> to make sure they stay at a, at a very consistent and level. They have uh, uh, God, Christ sakes! I met the guy outside of an Italian food joint in San Diego years ago. Uh, uh who plays Chewbacca? Peter oh, Mayhew. Yeah. Yeah, at least in the sitting down scenes, he's playing yeah. Chewbacca. Yeah. Back up. Oh. You met Peter Mayhew at an Italian joint. Yeah, like 2004 San Diego. Waiting outside of Booking the Beppos. He was there with his cane. And every like a couple was weird because not everyone recognized him, but I saw him. That's fucking Peter Me. I can we recognize you guys' name now, but like two thousand seven. Yeah. Yeah. So I love Star Wars. I love Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. That's the rumor. I'm a little bit scared of Peter Mayhew. He looks <laughs> yeah. a little bit scared. Like oh. anytime I see him, I'm like, put a mask on, please. So so we. <laughs> Went to San Diego Comic Con in 2007, and we were nowhere near the convention center. We were somewhere else in San Diego. Near the beach. Near the beach, like, right, with my dad getting ice cream. And I was the only person sitting looking at the street this way. Dad and Jimmy were facing the other way. So I was the only person who saw Peter Mayhew suddenly come, like, walking down the street towards us. And I was too scared to say anything. So it was just me being like... <laughs> like until he had already walked by and was gone. And I was like, like oh, there's a very tall. Yeah. <laughs> can't yeah. talk. Wookie's gonna eat me. Yeah. I can't talk. Yeah. Wookie's gonna eat me. So, so you die before you. <laughs> I was uh, I was too frightened to tell Jimmy that. That's Chewbacca actually a pretty good Peter Mayhew story. You got scared of him and it kind of hid a little bit on the face. Yeah. Yeah. He seems very nice. He, does. he seems like a very nice. He's, man. Yeah, he's an old hospital worker guy. He yeah. just yeah, he's but very he's so tall. He's yeah. so tall, and I'm not tall. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ever so since weird. I found out that that Wesley Willis headbutted you, once, yeah, he stayed Bill, at my house once. Yeah. I, I, I want every story of a celebrity encounter to end with some kind of headbutt. Wesley Willis ties into Star Wars because Wesley Willis, he stayed at my house once. This like fifteen years ago. Uh, he slept overnight. We had to take care of him in the mornings because the manager didn't want to put up with him. So we had mm-hmm. to figure out something to do. We had Star Wars on VHS, so we watched Star Wars with uh, uh, Wesley Willis. He was naked on our couch because his manager wasn't there to dress him, yeah. and so we spent the whole movie. Uh, he wanted to talk about whose favorite characters were, which were everyone, whoever was on screen at that time. <laughs> so like that guy, he's my favorite character. I do like that guy. And it was just like, yeah, so that was, was the guy with the ice cream maker. We kind of <laughs> like, that. I like, I like that, that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I like yeah, the way he that's, moves. That's my Wesley Willis star. <laughs> but um, yeah, I can't even think of anything else from the trailer that was like super interesting. Well, what's, uh, what's Warwick Davis doing there? He was he's uh-huh. there like helping out. It's gonna be like it's gonna advising. be like in Phantom Menace where you just were like, oh, there's Warwick Davis. It looked like yeah. he was like doing some sort of like. Oh, sure, well, he'll like, be on yeah. screen. Well, you know what the thing is, he he, he actually uh, runs the talent agency uh, for uh, for dwarves in the UK. Oh, so okay. I'm sure that at least he's there from a business yeah, perspective. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he's going to show up. Yeah. He's a smart businessman. Like he's a very sharp guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just got a mental image of him, just like sort of like the gangster, the, like yeah, just being all sort of gangster <laughs> madam about it. <laughs> <That's laughs> like this, this is my stroll right here. <laughs> he's rolling up, up into Pinewood with like 15 little people. So, yeah. <laughs> I think it's the Terror shot tiny with town. that like that green Sid Marty Croft. That's exactly thing, the shot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just like... going. What do you put my people into? This? <laughs> <laughs> this is... There were two things in that in that behind the scenes trailer that kind of surprised me. Mm. One is I couldn't. There were two. Remember the scene where they whip down from the ceiling and there's two red gu- guards and like some That's, weird red armor yeah, run by. Yeah, yeah. No idea who those guys are. Mm. And number the other thing that surprised me. Maybe Bobby has an idea. But the other thing that surprised me was when they showed R2-D2 and C-3PO, they've got the old glass panels from the old Yavin set, like the old strategic wall, yeah, yeah. the battle wall, you what know? Are you talking about? It's like the exact same battle wall. What are you talking about? Is it, yeah. Huh? <laughs> I'm, yeah. no, I, I'm just saying it. It's something that, I can see I'm not saying that it is in the movie from that. I'm just saying it, that it's interesting that they're using original Rebel-based technology. That has been a rumor yeah. that... They, at some point, the character trying to Yeah, it's yeah, not a spoiler to say something that I can look at yeah. on the screen. Why does I don't want to come out and say it? That supposedly everyone suspected. Yeah, well, I had, I had someone ask me, because when they were watching it, they got confused. It seemed to them like 3PO was in the same room as uh, Kylo Ren. And he was like, "What? What are they? Why? Why is Tokyo hanging out with the bad guys?" And I was like, "I don't." You Kylo Ren only shows up when he's disembarking off the. Yeah, or, or maybe it was maybe it was a. Uh, Oscar Isaac, because like they're both in like yeah. I don't know, but but basically the the idea was he got confused because to him the backgrounds when they cut between those two shots looked similar enough. Yeah. And he was like, "Is there well, a, Star is, Wars tech?" Well, Kind of, but like yeah. usually they try to very much distinguish between the Empire and the Rebellion. Yeah, and you see and this one, the Empire stuff is all red. Yeah. yeah, and if you can confuse them a little bit with those mm. shots, if it looks like 3PO is hanging out with the First Order as opposed to hanging out with the Resistance, does that say something about where the Resistance is in relation to the First Order mm-hmm. yeah. and, and mm-hmm. what the sides are like that are fighting each other this time out? Like, yeah. have things gotten a little grayer? Because, I mean, it seems like we're, we're in a Cold War situation. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't have the names Empire and New Republic. It's yeah, First Order evolved, and Resistance. Yeah. So what's been going on? Mm-hmm. Why are we all of a sudden only just now in some sort of conflict? Is Leia having anger issues? Mm-hmm. Like what's uh-huh. going? Yeah. Like I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's 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 an interesting that's an interesting plot to to go after if they do decide to go yeah. after that in like yeah. Episode Eight. And I would really like to see Ryan Johnson dig into the psyche of yeah, these characters, yeah. especially since it's Ryan Johnson and he's so good at that. But like. 
Leia's never, so far as I can tell, uh, dealt with the fact that um, the man who blew up her planet was her dad. It would be weird dad. if they don't address it. <laughs> yeah, like that, that's sort of got to get tackled at some point. Yeah. She's still in charge of a rebellion, essentially, even yeah. if they're not calling it the rebellion after all this time. Like, yeah. she's, she's straight up a workaholic. It's yeah. fairly obvious. Like she oh, has yeah. never, she has never been happy in the original trilogy unless she's in front of some sort of control panel yep. telling people what to do. Yeah, I think I've said in each one of these Star Wars podcasts that <laughs> everyone's all, everyone's talking about Han, everyone's talking about Luke, the character I am most excited to see what's happening with is Leia. Yeah, that's yeah. The one where there's the most open possibility. Yeah. She's got of what shit. Could possibly, be she's happening. got shit. Yeah. She's going through. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think yeah. that one of the interesting quotes from the panel is when Ford was sort of effusing about the script. Mm-hmm. He said one of the things that was important about it is this one has an emotional rounding of all the characters and that was an interesting thing that he said because I think uh, you're right I think Leia probably does have some PTSD mm-hmm. I do think there's a Cold War situation I would love it if there was the equivalent in this movie of like an ambassador from the Empire and an ambassador from the Rebellion having to sit on a park bench yeah. <laughs> and negotiate something you know that would I mean, be pretty amazing you do have Vader's helmet shows up yeah, uh, it sounds like Kylo Ren's like collecting like he's mm-hmm. at least somehow obsessed with Darth Vader. Right. I mean, he's got a fake Darth Vader cosplay mask on, right. essentially. Mm-hmm. And so at least you know some kind of like the shadow of Darth Vader is supposed to hang over the story somehow. Mm-hmm. It'd be weird if they do that and don't connect that in some way to Leia, yeah. aside from the fact that her brother seems to be missing and all this other shit's mm-hmm. going to right. happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that that'll be weird. if She just shows up for one scene just to kind of yeah. like swear at Neem Numb, her new best friend, I guess. From the <laughs> and I don't know. I'm yeah. sure that you know there's going to be some serious complication of. Han Leia relationship. Oh, that yeah. was there was no way that they did happily ever wait until they meet. Problems with there even being a sequel trilogy is because you know the Star Wars is a fairy tale and mm-hmm. yes. they got their happy ending at the last movie. I'm great you didn't actually get, get to see the happy ending, but the way fairy tales work, you beat the bad guys, you get you live happily ever after. But if they're not going to stick with that, then you better damn well do something interesting with see, that. that. And, and yeah. that that is how we wound up at Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. that's exactly how we wound up. Shut at Empire up. That's exactly yeah. his point. That's yeah. Yeah. Star Wars ends. They gave people medals, they man. Everyone was all smiles. We get to the very next movie, yeah. and they're Shit. hiding out on an ice booger. Metal <laughs> elephants are kicking everybody's ass. Luke gets half his face ripped off by an abominable snowman, a fucking yeti. I still wonder, like, what the hell is like the Empire Strikes? Like, are they gonna like is the next movie? Are they gonna try to outdo the Empire Strikes? Back, I don't think they're gonna try. I don't that, think that same up down stru- uh, up back. Uh, I don't think they're doing. I, I think um, I don't think they're going to try and do the. Echoing thing that sort of feeds that bullshit ring theory that yeah, gets shared which, around, yeah. which is ass. That's garbage. It's accidental. It's, that's you're so much stretching. Yeah. That's some Dalsim level oh, stretching. That's interesting. I like <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. It's interesting you can in, see in, you want in a way it, that, yeah. like, oh wow, it's very interesting that you can bend your limbs like that. I mean, that's yeah. interesting. <laughs> but that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It's just fucking interesting to look at. But like, I don't think they're gonna do a lot of that echoing this time out. Like, right. I think with this movie, the structure of this movie itself. The Force Awakens is trying to do the entire original trilogy in one shot. I think the beginning of the, uh, movie, yeah, the beginning of the movie plays like the, the beginning of Star Wars. Yeah. The middle of this movie plays like the middle of Empire Strikes Back, and the end of this movie plays like the end of Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. I think, and if there's going to be a twist, then there'll be a twist. But even then, that twist will be sort of inverted tonally from the twist that we expect mm-hmm. from the Empire Strikes Back. And I think that's how he's going to try and aim for getting the original trilogy entire in mixtape format with an original story. I think that's essentially the structure of this film. And then when we move to whatever it is Ryan Johnson's going to do, yeah, I don't think he's just going to be, well, I get to make the, the Empire Strikes Back one. I can't see him doing something like that. I it can see him made. going... You give me these characters, I will give you a story that plums the depths of these see, characters. See, that's what I hope so they don't feel obligated that. to have, like, you know, Darth Vader 
I yeah. Need a Father scene. Because that, I mean, it would be nice if you have something important like that, but you shouldn't be necessarily trying to hit those beats just yeah. because they were there. Well, the and that's and that's what got that's, yeah. that's what got him in trouble on Into Darkness. Yes. That, yeah. that's that movie did not need to have him talking to Spock at all. You can you can pull that scene right out, and you don't need to have that unearned uh, inversion of the deaths in Wrath. You don't know. Oh, that's that actually that, my favorite part of that movie. What I like about like, it was even it would have worked. Like, the, just, the fact that they flipped it. The fact that they flipped it, and the fact that they managed to give Spock a reason to scream Khan yeah. that was logically consistent. Yeah. Because when yeah. when Shatner screams it in the first movie, it means nothing. Right. He knows yeah. he's getting. Yeah. Off the planet. Yeah, it's yeah. bullshit. Yeah, but they have him acting like, like the, the it reason drives, it drives me crazy now. When the more I think about it, every time I watch it, like, it's a moment made for the trailer. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, he knows, yeah. He knows he's getting out. But like the reason people use Khan as some sort of bit of pop culture iconography is not because it worked in the film. It's because Shatner is such a fucking ham yeah. that the internet was like, no, this is this pretty much sums up what William Shatner is in three seconds. <laughs> yes. Khan! And so everyone was acting in, in Into Darkness that the fact that Zachary Quinto did it was like some sort of blasphemy. I'm like, no, no he's no, actually no, doing no, it correctly. No, yeah. He has a reason to be yeah, doing yeah, it. It yeah. fits in the story. Like it, it's like, oh shit, Spock is actually like... Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it, it pays off yeah, earlier yeah, yeah. story If they beats. just made it so he wasn't resurrected five minutes later, I think right. a lot of the problems in that movie would at least it, have been yes, softened. Exactly. But, that, but yeah, that's but the real sin of that movie more than... Super yeah. but, there, yeah. but there are But a lot of those problems come from... from <laughs> a, lot, a lot of those problems come from the fact that... Abrams and the writers were like, "Well, no, we have to hit those beats because this is the Star Trek that's movie." So we have, and as soon as they, as soon as they went down that path, that got them in trouble because the well, movie was moving just fine until Abrams that last third. Trouble with Super Eight, where he was mm -hmm. doing a lot of Spielberg stuff without really thinking about how it hangs together, well, and that's what kind of makes me so worried about this movie. Is that he's gotten all this stuff out of his system now. Yeah. Hopefully, so yeah. he admitted, admitted in a podcast. I've listened to a podcast where he admitted that. Making, they wrote a script first that was just John Harrison stayed John Harrison, mm -hmm. and the movie works very well as sort of a Born Identity style thriller in that context. And yeah. he basically said, "Yeah, they told me to make him con mm -hmm. later, and well, that's why that, that whole yeah. I'll be right back. <laughs> that whole second half Same. of the movie is a studio <laughs> note. Yeah, the biggest secret they're trying to keep is a dumb studio note. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a dumb secret too because yeah. it doesn't the the secret well, like, the secret is that Marcus is bad." The secret isn't that Khan is Khan. Yes. The secret yeah, is yeah. that Marcus is bad. But again, you you go towards that direction, and that's what gets you in trouble. So I don't yes. think... And they talked about that, actually, on the panel, where they're like... They talked specifically about being on the Millennium Falcon, and they were like, look, if you can shoot a shot on the Millennium Falcon, I highly suggest it, because it's pretty cool. Yeah, but yeah. that doesn't make your shot. That doesn't make your scene, mm -hmm. and that doesn't make what you're doing that much more important just because you're on the Millennium Falcon. You have to have a reason oh. to fucking be there. Yeah. Can I share another thing I love from the panel? Yeah. Um, okay, so the other thing I love was Abrams goes out of his way to say... I want to thank Disney for giving me the time to finish the movie and have post and work it and mm -hmm. tweak it. And what's so funny is then you go to the behind-the-scenes stuff, and there's literally a shot in that of him and Kasdan working on writing the script while they're shooting the movie. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah. very famously, they, they, uh, they, they got a draft from Michael Arndt that kind of worked but didn't work for what they what, wanted. What's funny is that in the Vanity Fair article, Kasdan makes it sound like they didn't get a draft. Oh, Kazdan makes it sound like we we got nothing. Yeah, like mm -hmm. there there were story notes that we were working on. There were uh, there were note cards all over the wall. So maybe something kind of 
I don't. I don't. I don't. Aren't choke? Yeah, that's what we they're making. They're making. I mean, that would be the suggestion if that's actually what happened. I don't. I don't know if it's so much that he choked or or that it's they kept giving him things that they wanted to do and they kept being a bunch of really cool story ideas that they wanted to incorporate and they couldn't come up with a through line to hang all that stuff on and then by the time JJ shows up he's like, okay, so uh, give me a script, (laughs) and Art's like, what? I can't. And then JJ's like, well, I'll just write it with Kasdan then, and then. And then art gets bounced. But that it, seems to be how it's playing out. I do want to say, having said that, I feel almost bad because art is an incredibly talented yeah. guy. And and for all we don't know any of the backstory mm-hmm. on that, I, he's a talented dude. He certainly he's his work speaks for itself. So yeah. to suggest that he just feel kind of bad now because he probably this trilogy didn't. essentially so far. So yeah, I feel yeah. a little bad. Somebody for that got guy. shuffled out of his. Who knows what the fuck happened? Mm-hmm. So he can't yeah. blame him. But but yeah. he did whatever happened. You know, and God bless Michael Arnold. He's going on to great things. But the uh, but the thing is, is that whatever happened, they ended up having to write that script on while they were sh- almost while they were shooting it at times. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it got real close. And yeah, that's definitely one of the few times that because uh, this is one of my pet peeves whenever I hear about anyone talking about uh, the Force Awakens online. That is one of the few times that saying Disney is actually correct because Disney was he had to talk to Bob Iger. He and Kathleen Kennedy had to go and fight Bob Iger and say. Can we move it to next summer? And Iger's like, no, there's no fucking way because I told everybody it's coming in 2015, and they want they want results, they want money, and you know what? I want money because I'm the CEO of Disney, and I told them so. Like they they got in a fight, and it was like, okay, December 2015. Can you roll with that? And Abrams like, yes, I can roll with that. Um, and that was one of the few times that it's Disney actually making a decision. But a lot of people seem to forget that Lucasfilm is still in charge. Like a lot of people are working on the under the assumption that Disney is sort of hanging around, arms folded, peeking over JJ Abrams' shoulder, yeah. like face palming Kathleen Kennedy out of the way. It's not a Disney movie. It's still a Lucasfilm production. This trilogy yeah. is going to be the Kathleen Kennedy produced trilogy. Yes. she's more. She's the Michael Fagey of this thing. That's, mm-hmm. that's her dealing. Yeah, and I, I keep on pointing this out. Uh, George Lucas is still the second biggest uh, stockholder in Disney, so <laughs> it's not like he doesn't have a voice. Who knows if he wants, he even cares about his voice. Uh, he, he doesn't he care, knows. though. Yeah, he's, 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 he's done. That's the thing. <laughs> dealers <laughs> out. He's switching dealers. If they were to come out and suddenly say that, like, you know, Anakin Skywalker is going to show up as a ghost plays, uh, played by a chimp on roller skates, he might want to come back and go, I, you know, I, I know I was on vacation, but he's going to show up with <laughs> I, a towel. I don't know. I, I get the sense he'd be like... <laughs> Fuck it. This is pretty what brave. I, what do I think of that? <laughs> <laughs> they got a pretty convincing monkey. Right. Yeah. I might want to go back and I'm going to get that monkey and we're going to reshoot some shit for THX <laughs> we 113. Yeah. <laughs> we couldn't make it work, but you guys did. Mazel tov. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's interesting because in interviews he's given, Lucas has given one of two impressions in the few times he's talked about this. One is like he said, I'd love to be surprised by a Star Wars movie for mm-hmm. the first time. Yeah. yeah. Which I believe sort of, but he also said, oh, yeah, I no, gave a bunch of ideas and then they were like, they didn't want to use any of them. <laughs> and that's, I, I, think, I wonder where the truth lies. I, th- I think they will. See, I think, I think where you end up with this uh, sort of push towards there being a divide between Kennedy and Abrams and Lucas um, is less to do with how they actually work uh, professionally and more to do with a bunch of fans who have a lot of time and energy wrapped up in 15 years of feeding this schism between the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. And for them, The Force Awakens represents this big brick bat. And they're playing that that, uh, Little League game where you try and see who gets their hand on the handle last so that way you can swing the bat at somebody. Uh, And basically, (laughs) there are people who are waiting for The Force Awakens to validate uh, their enjoyment of the prequels or their denial of the prequels, and it's a it's a really weird thing. So if they can if they can take evidence that Abrams doesn't like Lucas, uh, 
you know, not that that evidence exists, but if they can no, spin something yeah. to fit that narrative, then they can feel better about the 15 years they've wasted right. being upset that someone doesn't like a movie that they like. Or on the flip, that you Which, like a movie that I think is stupid. Like, so much of the fandom is wrapped up... So much of the fandom is wrapped up in having that time validated by this movie. That this movie is destined to not be what they want it to be. It's glorified fan fiction anyway. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Just yeah. let the story be what it... Don't let, don't let the story... Don't make the story work only if it validates all the fights you've had on the internet in the last decade. Exactly. That's fucking yeah. dumb. Are you saying yeah. that's a bad way to live yeah, your life? Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty dumb. That's pretty dumb to read a story and then immediately try to figure out how someone is trying to slight George Lucas. <laughs> and or, it doesn't like, acknowledge the complications of real life. Because, no. like, as you brought this It's not professional wrestling, you guys. It's not. <laughs> yeah. These are grown adults who have entered it into is. contracts with each it other for billions like, of fucking dollars. You're watching a professional wrestling match, two guys are beating the shit out of each other, and you're hoping the third guy comes in with a chair, beats the guy you want to beat up. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, no, and and that's, I, not, that's not how life works. Yeah. yeah, and to back up something you said earlier, the further we, away we get from the prequels themselves, and my sort of put them in their place in my head, yeah. the more I realized that what you were saying earlier about, um, you know, and this is one thing that kind of rankled me a little bit about them going, well, it's all practical effects now, or yeah. whatever, is like, you know what? Uh, he did actually push the technical envelope in ways that everybody making movies now, including small indie filmmakers, yeah. are benefiting from. Mm -hmm. Digital effects technology and the fact that every any young filmmaker with a several thousand, uh, just a few thousand dollars, can make a feature film. Yeah is a direct result of the stuff that Lucas pushed forward. Can make a feature film now in higher resolution than <laughs> yes, episodes yeah. two and three. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is like that is a direct result of innovations he forced through. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I respect that. No, yeah, I like I can I can at the same time, I can simultaneously this seems to be the thing that blows people's head. I can simultaneously acknowledge that film today would not look and play and sound the way that it does without him doing what he did on the prequels. I can say that and simultaneously reconcile the fact that he didn't do it very well the first <laughs> right. time out. No, there's God, there's no. nothing there's nothing wrong with those two things are not mutually exclusive. Yeah. yeah. Like he absolutely advanced the technologies in filmmaking with those three movies. He just didn't do it very well. Yeah. People yeah. came along after him, took those tools, and showed people what you can do with them in ways that he wanted to do on the prequels. He just didn't quite get it done. Yeah. But like the fact that the fandom feels like it needs to couch any sort of criticism of the prequels in a whole bunch of qualifiers to make sure that the other half of the fandom that spent so much time like holding up their shovels like no 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 you're wrong for not liking the thing that I like yeah like that's so backwards and a lot of people uh, are anticipating I, the force awakens with that mindset yeah. no, the force awakens I, needs to prove to them that what everyone has been saying about George Lucas all this time is wrong i just want to put myself in the stasis until the movie comes yeah. out. Mm. Go watch it with fresh eyes and excitement for the first time mm -hmm. and then never go on the internet again. <laughs> That's a great idea. I don't want to hear any of that after mm -hmm. the movie. I, I don't want to hear anyone like... I don't want to hear Bill being like, well, it was okay, but... I don't want to hear Bill shit on the movie afterwards. I don't want... Yeah. The thing that amazes me Like, we were talking about we were talking about Star Trek earlier, and it's the same thing with, like, Bond or any it's other like long... It's 25% Star Trek this pocket. Yeah, or, or, like, with Bond or, like, any other uh, long-running film series. Like, you don't see those fandoms watch a new end 
entry and then immediately say, well, this entry proves that these other bad yeah. movies in the series the shouldn't have happened. The of right. the content and of what other fans think is so central to Star Wars. Yeah, and it's, it's so, so weird. weird. It is yeah. absolutely weird. Like, they've dug a trench and they keep feeding each other into the trench and it doesn't make any sense to me because that doesn't happen. That's with that Star Trek fans have their own fucking problems. Oh, yeah. Trust oh, me. Yeah, we do. But that is one <laughs> thing they don't do. Like, a movie comes out and they don't immediately go, well... See, that proves that my outlook on all of Star Trek is absolutely 100% correct, yeah. and you are a heretic for not believing I what I believe. They don't do that. The, the output of those other franchises is more consistent. Yeah. Like, you've consistently got more Bond movies coming out. Mm -hmm. And you got, and you got used to it. And you got Star you Trek series coming out. And constantly. you realize that you can, you can like parts of a thing. You don't have to like the whole to be considered a true fan. You can right. only like parts of it. The, some of the hardest core Bond fans that I know, and I know more than a few... <laughs> Freely admit that two thirds of that series is oh, dog shit. It's, it's absolute uh, shit. I don't, it's I've terrible. Seen, I've seen all the Bond movies, and I'm just like, God, this movie's so. No, yeah. You... Uh, oh gosh, what's the one where uh, Roger Moore dresses up as a clown? Oh, Octopussy. Octopussy. <laughs> God, that movie's so slow. You should feel ashamed for having something titled Octopussy on your shelf exactly. in the first place, right? Yeah, so you know. Of course, I know. Going yeah. a 65 year old man in a clown suit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who's supposed to be the most suave spy in the or, history of the world? Jimmy's Mass Effect shirt reminds me. I love Mass Effect. I hate the ending of the third game. That doesn't yeah. For my enjoyment of Mass Effect. Exactly. You and can dislike parts of something and still like. Mm -hmm. be well, a fan it also of it doesn't it help that the second half of Star Wars came about with the birth of the internet. Yeah. yeah. So that's, yeah. I mean, that was a big part of it. At least Star Trek, there were like arguments way before the internet. Well, happened, and you, so and you, and you sort of see it within the darkness where people sort of. That, that level of hyperbole is. Come in where it's like Into Darkness is obviously by far the worst Star Trek movie. No, Whoa, absolutely no. not. Time yeah. the fuck yeah. on. Yeah, Star Trek Five it. still exists, you guys. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking. And one about. is slow as shit. <laughs> <laughs> What's There's the most like an actual episode? Shut your face. <laughs> but don't so you think? Slow. Don't you think on some level that some of it also is because you have the tyranny of quote unquote canon to deal with? Yeah, I mean that's the fact that problem. when they say it's a saga. And yeah. it has the all this has to hang together. I, I was delighted when they threw out the entire expanded universe. Yeah, mm -hmm. because I th my favorite, as I've said before in the show, my favorite stories are Elseworld stories. Yeah, and mm -hmm. I think that what matters in a story is not whether or not. Lego A from 15 years ago interlocks perfectly into Lego B. Mm. It's where are we getting it? What are we teaching us about ourselves? Yeah. What's human and interesting about these about yeah. the story? Mm -hmm. And I and it makes me exhausted when yeah. people get lost in that minutia. Well, yeah, and that's mm -hmm. part of the reason why um, we were talking about that Sebastian Shaw change earlier. That's why part of the reason it doesn't really work so well for me because you can tell the reason it's done is to sort of tie the films together even yes. tighter. And you don't need to. No. You don't. You don't need to take the actor from the prequel movies and put him at the end of the original trilogy to tie the films together because they're already tied together. There's a there's a big title at yeah. the front that says Star Wars, yeah. so I know what kind of We've movie seen I'm watching. Other movies, yeah. 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 They're tied together. I just saw the old guy five minutes ago having a conversation with his kid in his big obsidian fucking well, iron lung. I'm not gonna forget who he actually what? was at the end when he turns into a blue glowy. And glow that's a lot of uh, Lucas's storytelling mistakes with the prequels and, and just like kind of reiterating information that doesn't be reiterated or like no. even with the special editions, like putting Jabba the Jabba back into the first one where yeah. that's already a redundant scene and stuff like that. He didn't trust the audience. You, yeah, you don't need to tie to, things. Yeah. It's like it's not even like he got rid of the shoelaces and added Velcro. Mm -hmm. It's like he crazy glued the shoe to your foot and then wrapped five pounds of duct tape around <laughs> it. And we're supposed to be like, oh, he tied everything together so tightly. It's like, no! <laughs> 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 the arguments between the people who 
people who like the glued shoe, and yeah. the other people like saying, fuck that shoe. I never liked that shoe anyway. And, <laughs> and they take a saw to their foot. <laughs> 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 exactly, and then, yeah. Oh, oh really? I have a stump? <laughs> I needed a Gungan to say, we set free. I want a scene in 7, 8, or 9, though, where, like, Anakin's ghost shows up, and then McGregor shows up, and Obi-Wan goes and goes, I didn't know you could make yourself young. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, well, look what I've done. I know the reason action rollbacks in the special edition changes, because some of that affects, especially some of the changes made to the end of Return of Jedi, is going to have to impact the sequel trilogy, because, uh, I mean, like, they show... Uh, Coruscant is liberated at the end of that. Yeah. And if you've got this whole thing where it's kind of a galactic cold war, it would kind of make more sense of maybe Coruscant isn't yeah. totally liberated. Yeah, maybe, like, what are you going to do? Maybe there was a civil war on yeah. or, Maybe there wasn't quite a party. Like, you've got a, you've got a planet-sized city that yeah. is the seat of an empire that just had its leader fall, and yeah. the entire place breaks out into fucking like empty empty yeah. grind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. That's, that's yeah. what they're going to be getting. Body surfing story. Yeah. The Great Reka story yeah. is coming out. It's mm-hmm. all about I, the moth. I, I believe uh, Chuck Chuck yeah. Wendig's got. He's going to be the Timothy Zahn of this new canon. He's got the. He's got a three book cycle coming out that details exactly what happens right after Return of the Jedi with Leia and the, and the fledgling yeah. New Republic and General yeah. Rikan is Bring up in on. there. I think. I, I, s- I saw a preview clip. Um, what is Star Wars Uprising? Don't any of you guys know about this? It's a comic, wow. isn't it? Is, is it a it? comic? It was oh like, no, it was a it's C- a it was, video it, game. It's a video game. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, is it, Uprising? Is that the trading card game? Oh, I, okay. I just saw. I just saw. Because I know it's because I don't think Amy Hennig's Star Wars game is a title yet. It hasn't been announced. I love yet. that none no. of us know. Uh, well, yeah. I, I, yeah. well, the whole the whole thing is like you see all these like blown up ships and all these dead stormtroopers, and you hear like this propaganda from one of the moths saying like, "Hey, look." Uh, Empire did not fall really <laughs> awesomely, and but there's all these bounty hunters that are there's all yes. these bounty hunters that have, have a holographic too, yeah. like they're showing the Death Star to like the huts and stuff like that, and it's like blew up, and all the and all the bounty hunters are like you know oh, gearing wow, okay. up and like yeah, there's you all were showing these, the art yeah. from that. I, I think it's a trading card game. Yeah. Or okay. That's, yeah. Okay. That's cool. But still, that, that, yeah. that's something they're gonna have to address yeah. because the ending of Return of the Jedi is not as final as they wanted to make it. Yeah. yeah. They got they those pan flutes in there. They got those people yeah. celebrating. That's cool. I There's kind of a little bit of dissonance there of yeah. like what that movie was showing you, and then you're gonna find out. Well, actually, no. They half those people got blown up. Yeah. So maybe we should just go back to the, the fun little teddy bear party. I, I love that the three. Yeah. Yeah. The, oh, the, yeah. the Empire yeah. is overthrown, and the whole. Of course, that turns into a cost plus world market. You know, yeah. with, that, with the freaking music playing in there, you know? Yeah. yeah it's, it, maybe we should just sort of shift it back. Let's not go off world. Let's just have our little teddy bear party and our yub nub again and mm-hmm. put the old guy back next to his two friends yep. and uh, and Return of the Jedi on Return of the Jedi's turns because now we know the story isn't over and it doesn't okay. have to. Because that was part of the problem with Return of the Jedi is that is a film that is not built to carry the weight of no, being the end yeah. to Star yeah. Wars, especially once you put all the seriousness of the prequels in front of it. Mm-hmm. You stick those three movies in front of the original trilogy, and all of a sudden, it feel, everything feels a little bit heavier, a little bit more portentous, and then Return of the Jedi is supposed to be your big grand ending to this huge family saga. It's like, it doesn't feel like it can carry that weight. Now we've got three other movies. Those three movies can carry that weight. We, we haven't gotten <laughs> into I mean, this is something that no one's really talking about, but across 7, 8, and 9, depending on the level of Luke Skywalker's involvement as a character, we're going to see him communing mm-hmm. with the ghosts of Yoda, Jimmy, Obi Wan, well, and, and Anakin. Wanting yeah. from like I think the first episode that like I want that. Very least, I, want that. I actually think that they're going to have to explain it, mm-hmm. why it's not happening if it doesn't happen. And mm-hmm. that's why I was saying kind of like Castle. Well, I mean, at least with the uh, the, the the prequel uh, or the Return of the Jedi special edition change, at least that opens the door for you know you have what's his face playing Anakin for mm-hmm. both. 
Force Ghost, which actually yeah. kind of solves a problem, well, like, even though like, no one likes that guy. Well, even if you but, even if you don't switch it back to Sebastian Shaw, at least get Hayden Christensen back and have him shoot a legitimate scene instead of just taking his head from a costume yeah, test that, yeah. and sticking it on Sebastian Shaw's body. Like, have him actually... Okay, look, we're going to dress you up. You look at the camera like you're looking at someone you actually love to death, as opposed to leering at someone who's who's showed you yeah. side boob, which is what the end of Return of the Jedi looks like right now. Like reshoot yeah. the guy at the very least. <laughs> you're, you're right; he does have the shit eating grin on. Yeah. Like, hey, okay. how you doing? Hey, <laughs> like I can't. I, I'm sure someone, someone, you too. Yeah, someone here on YouTube has to. I have snuck in. Overdubbed that scene, so like when when Hayden Christensen. It's gotta be of, like a retard laugh. So, yeah, he beams in. in. Just sort of like, yeah. I'll, I'll take it one step further. <laughs> Commit fully. Take Sebastian Shaw completely out of the movie. Let's get the the Easter egg makeup mm -hmm. on Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Age him up. Stick they him in there. Stick him in the suit. Oh man. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I mean, I still think that there's still plenty of room for the uh, sequel trilogy to largely be about the redemption of Anakin Skywalker. It could beyond be. Could be. Just, I, it could be. At least I, it could be. And I, I feel weird like, if it's I not. Think, I feel like that arc was. But I do like the idea that, Not to say that that's that, what all the movies would have to be. But I don't know. Well, no, the, actually, what I'm going to say but is that what I was going to say is that I think this this trilogy, I don't think needs to be about redemption. That's, I think, also a very important story. Because the, yeah. the, the first one was about the fall. The second one was about the redemption. I think what would be a lot more interesting is if the third one is about what happens when you want to redeem somebody and that person says, fuck you. Like, what do you do? How do you maintain who being a good person? How do you yeah. stay the person that mm -hmm. you need to be, even though the person you were trying to help is refusing your help? Now, that seems a little bit weighty. That seems a little bit heavy. But that's also, you know, a, a real-life component. There are people yeah. that you want to help. There are people that you want to save that you cannot save. Yeah. How do you stay a good person and move forward from that? Or how do people who had lived in a time of a much more black-and-white conflict now navigate a more complex world? World. Mm -hmm. That's which I, an interesting which I question. think is also something I said like when we very first started is like the one thing I wanted from it when we knew nothing about the movie is more shades of gray. Yeah. Yeah. Worse. Well, mm -hmm. it's weird yeah. to say they confirm the opening shot is Praxis exploding, and that opens the door for everyone having to you know the old guys have to put away their old you know have to make amends and then you know what's up? Star Trek. And no one had mentioned Star Trek. I know what it was, you know what I was trying to do. I was like, God, what quote could I have? No, don't yeah. I know that's, <laughs> that's why I was like, no, I'm yeah. not gonna step. We estimate I, that the no. Ewoks will run out of energy and. 15 years time. <laughs> <laughs> the forest of Endor has been destroyed. But no, like, let like, them die. <laughs> <laughs> like, what I, I can see Akbar puppet saying that. <laughs> let them die. Conley wants to punch the world right now. But no, like one of, one of my uh, one of my personal philosophies, and, and maybe this is maybe this is why I kind of want the story to go in this direction. One of my personal philosophies has always been sort of like, the older you get. And the more you learn about yourself, uh, the more important it becomes for you to burn off the shit that you don't need. Mm -hmm. And that's and that's a and that's a constant thing that you have to keep up on because otherwise bad habits will then accumulate and you yeah. get weighted down with your own bullshit and everyone else's bullshit on top of that. So you constantly have to take a look at yourself, take stock of yourself, and burn off the shit that you don't need. What if this trilogy thematically is essentially about that? Like the the younger generation moving forward and they cannot take what the older generation succeeded with. They cannot oh. take that with them yeah. and some of that stuff is actively holding them back. So how do they get mm. to the end of this trilogy and burn off all the shit that they don't need? That That's hard to do. That, that 
provides a lot of opportunity for drama and it allows these new characters to be their own characters because at some point they are going to have to reject on some level some of Something, the stuff yeah. that our old yeah. heroes did. And what and what rich material as we've all said here, what rich material do these old, old the original mm -hmm. the trio they all have their own baggage. Yeah. Luke's haunted by ghosts, yeah. literally. Yeah. <laughs> Leia, has, as, as Conley has pointed out beautifully, as, as PTSD. She could be yeah. super pissed off. Mm -hmm. uh, and Han, Lord only knows how many regrets Han Whoa, could be. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Han, and Han was probably a shitty husband. Yeah. If they had kids, he was a bad father. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, there's so many things. So many people sad about. dead. No, like, yeah. I, I'm, again, I, I know 90% of the plot points, apparently. Um, I will say this: Han Solo appears to be a bit of a fuck up. Yeah, in this awesome. movie. like I wouldn't. Awesome. Uh, Han Solo is my favorite, and yeah. I would not want it any other. Exactly. Yeah. He, yeah. Needs, like, he probably should yeah. be a little bit of. I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. compare him to like Wooderson. <laughs> in Days of Confused, but I kind of get that. I kind of get that Jesus vibe off him. Just a little bit of that Wooderson vibe off him. Like, That's what I like about Ewoks. <laughs> I get taller; they stay the same. I get kind of, kind of like that vibe. Kind of a little bit about that vibe. Like at some point, he's gonna have to pay, He's gonna have to come to terms with all the fucked up things that he's done in the yeah. past 30 years. He just can't years. be hanging out outside Tasha's <laughs> Exactly. Station. He can't be rolling around <laughs> in, his hot, in his hot rod with his dog friend for the last 30 years and not have to pay up. A lot of us are going to be going up and to the moon of Endor. I know it doesn't sound like there's going to be a lot of Jedi, Jedi Academy stuff in this movie, yeah. but in, the, in terms of the overall, like, the sequel trilogy, I mean, that totally ties in the idea that, like, uh, Luke trying to at least rebuild the Jedi Order, having to you mm -hmm. know like do away with all this you know the, all the bullshit that the Jedi's were doing in the prequels and trying to yeah. like forge a new path, even though you'll probably end up dead by the end of the series and someone's gonna have to take that flame mm -hmm. and move forward. But that that would make sense. That would at least yeah. some, in some way kind of tie well, into and, that. And, too, and that and, like, and that uh, that yeah. sort of speaks again to the burning off the shit you don't need thing. Like well, what exactly. If, that's yeah. What, what, what if it, the, by the time we get to the end of this trilogy, we find out that the entire concept of Jedi and Sith is some shit that maybe we don't need? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. I also yes. think that, is that all I want. Thank you. <laughs> I do believe yeah. that uh, my my pet theory is that that um, this uh, supreme Snoke, yeah. world's worst villain name ever, but the, <laughs> whatever and that this, this whoever I believe Supreme that Vega. a third evil. My suspicion over this trilogy is a third evil will be introduced. Empire and Rebellion must join forces to defeat it. Yeah. I think that would yeah. be super... Well, that would tie very much into what you're saying. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, especially when the forces have been kind of broken down <laughs> and they're only a fraction of what they used to be during the you know the yeah. actual the wars we saw. But. Well, I guess they tried that, though, in that uh, in the old EU with the New Jedi Order, didn't oh, they? Oh, yeah. Not? Well, they yeah. can pick, they just pick that up. They can. They, they, they can pick yeah. and choose. And I believe uh, you know, Pablo Hidalgo of the story group at Lucasfilm has yeah. said, look, like the, the gates are open. Yeah. If there's something cool that existed in the old yeah. EU and we like it, We'll just Wrong take it. Show up in a movie oh, someday. Yeah, 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 we'll exactly, just take yeah. That's that's the first character that popped up in my head. I was like Jesus, if you do not grab Thrawn yeah. and, and right? reboot Thrawn, if it's yeah. just to get the fans off your yeah. back, I, I'm not even yeah. well versed in the EU, and I'm like fucking Thrawn. Yeah. <laughs> when they threw out the EU, I had the same kind of reaction as you because there's a lot of bullshit in there that yeah. I don't like. So it's like okay, good. But the one thing was like, but Thrawn. <laughs> I think they, they are definitely thinking yeah. about it mm -hmm. because. I don't even know the character's name in Rebels. He's not the Inquisitor. He's another Imperial agent. Oh, Callus? Callus. Yeah. The weird helmet. Mm -hmm. there's, weird, weird helmet is his name. There's <laughs> there's a early concept art of him as a Chiss. Oh. And I bet they were like, that's cool, Save but that. no. Yeah. Yeah. Got this other guy. Yeah. That you might want to Although, use. but I I used to think that maybe they were going to introduce him in Rebels, but then mm -hmm. they. That would actually be. It would be cool, but they straight out the gate dropped Vader in, so I'm like, I don't think we really need yeah. Thrawn yeah. here at this yeah. point. Like, you you brought Vader, and you brought James Earl Jones back to be Vader. Yeah. Oh, they even have... Oh, that's... 
I didn't even know that about. Yeah. That's I, the first I, episode I, I of the second watch season. Is Vader just dropping down fucking people? Up. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll say this: they, they got the Vader part of it correct. That's they I, absolutely did. Like, I don't care about the first season of of Rebels, but yeah. since the second trailer, oh, the notion of back and the yeah, you're very excited about the possibility of the Ashoka Vader relationship, aren't you? Oh no, that's basically Rebels season two has become Clone Wars season seven. That's basically that's all it's That's what. That's what everyone wanted. Yeah. Well, no, that's, that's like I sort of felt bad for the cast when they were showing up at celebrations and having to do uh, conversations and, and talk about Rebel season two. Uh, and everything just kept coming back to the fact that Vader and Ahsoka mm-hmm. were going to have to fight. I'm like, that's obviously all anyone cares about. Yeah, now. like yeah. You, you're every. It's Clone Wars season seven. Well, the more, and the more you yeah. play to that. The, the stronger the season is going to be. Yeah. Because well, she has the potential to shake his resolve enough that mm-hmm. he creates the opening for Luke to enter later. Exactly. You know? I mean, that's exactly. the beauty of that. That's yeah. yeah, that is beauty of that character because that really actually does plug into the mythos in a way that just doesn't feel like a tacked-on character just for mm-hmm. T-Bob or kids yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, but with the Rogue One, because everyone was assuming, including me, that Rebels was going to end with them stealing the Death Star plans. Yeah, and, yeah that's I, what I thought. And now that that's going to be what Rogue One's going to be about, yeah. what the hell is... The end What's point the end of game? Rebels, then, because none of these characters know. around. Well, you can't just say that they're in hiding. Gonna kill them all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would actually be kind of cool, and especially like it's super dark. Though. Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy's been saying like the 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 end would be like Vader killing Ahsoka, mm-hmm. and that's why he's so grumpy. Yeah. Episode four. last thing, if Ahsoka was essentially yeah, like essentially a distraction yeah. for Vader while everyone else is off stealing the Death Star plans, and that fight literally happens like 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 three days well, before we see him in, in episode right. four, and then that's why he's like so pissy. Yeah. He's, like, <laughs> Literally yelling at everybody. He's so pissy in New Hope. He's so like a river Are we totally writing out the possibility that Rogue One could feature characters from live action? I'm writing it out. They didn't deny that necessarily. No, they didn't deny that. But I'm I'm writing it out personally because I just don't I just don't see Lucasfilm suggesting that in order to get everything you need to get out of Rogue One, you need to be caught up on a series that is hung out to dry on a barely watched mm-hmm. cable network point. aimed mm-hmm. at children. They might I, be I don't see seeing that. what's happening with the Marvel Cinematic Universe now mm-hmm. a little bit and saying maybe we should, should keep this a little bit tighter. Well, and especially when you look at something like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is, I guess, the the, uh, the prototype for this. Like, you look at the Marvel movie-verse, right? The Marvel Cinematic Universe, and then you look at Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is somewhat attached to it, and you'll notice that things only flow in one direction. Nothing flows out of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And into the, the larger movie. Because they know no one's going to be caught up with it. Yeah, yeah, nothing flows outward from that show towards the movies. Things can and sometimes do come from the movies into that show. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but nothing's going the other direction. I really have a hard time believing that if they can't do that on ABC with the Marvel Universe, they're not going to do it with a much less watched show on Disney XD for a Star Wars movie. I I agree with you. I don't think that they would put the Rebels characters into the movie. But if any... I think Ahsoka might be popular enough that she could potentially have like a reference to her. She's been in yeah. both of the shows. She's w- like a fairly yeah. major I, I, like a, ref- a reference, maybe. But yeah. I just have I just have a hard time. We could up, potentially like some... get a prequel character in Rogue One, though. 
Yeah. It'd be Bail Organa. Yeah. Well, technically, Rogue One's a prequel, which is what's funny because everyone is so excited about Rogue One, and I was like, you know, you're real happy about a prequel, you guys, right? Yeah. that that blows up. Yeah, the the prequel tweakers they they sort of glitch out a little bit. They're so angry about pre like the word prequel is a cuss word. Okay. Spells porky. Yeah. We have a whole bunch of stuff we could talk about, and I'm actually going to cut this because we've been recording for a better part of an hour and a half. But there's one or two things I did want to hit. Uh, it sounds like they were circling Colin Trevorrow as uh, an announcement for nine for, uh, nine for Comic Con. I, 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 I know it was from somewhere that I've never heard of, and I didn't hear it anywhere else. I don't know if any of us even them. seen the new Jurassic Park movie. I, have, I, I saw that. Jurassic World. It's a uh, it's it's fairly dumb. Okay? It's yeah. it's fairly dumb. I won't say it's directed poorly. In the last half hour of it becomes the big stupid doo doo dumb kaiju fest that I think Jurassic Park's wanted to be since yeah, the first yeah, yeah. movie. Uh, even Spielberg indulged that in uh, The Lost World. And I like Jurassic Park 3 because it's fairly consistently a big, dumb monster movie. And it's short. Yeah, and it's short. <laughs> it's, it's, it's 90 minutes, and it's just... The dinosaurs are monsters now. I'm not even going to yeah. try and explain it. They're just monsters now. And, he, yeah. and Joe Johnson makes a decent 90-minute monster movie. I like, I like 3 better than I like World because it's much more consistent in being a monster movie. But uh, I don't think World was directed poorly. I didn't think it was directed poorly at all. I think the problems <laughs> of that movie are... Entirely scriptural. Yeah, I, I think that the Jurassic Worlds. First of all, the stuff we talked about this in other channels with the yeah. stuff that with Chris Pratt and the dinosaurs, which is basically right out of the John's crazy ass John Sayles draft. Is, yeah, is actually really interesting, mm -hmm. and it's the only iconic image in the film is is the Pratt holding yeah. off the other dinosaurs. Yeah. I think that's beautiful iconic stuff. I think that the scripting choices of basically doing sort of a remix. Mm. F almost like a fan film of Jurassic Park or what caused yeah. problems with that film. Colleen, it looks like she does not agree. Do you like Jurassic World a lot? Oh, she, she doesn't like it at all. She does like dinosaurs, Colleen's though. Like movie of all time is Jurassic Park. See, I like the oh, last... Oh, nice. Yeah, I like I the last half hour of Jurassic yeah. World simply because it surrenders to the stupidity yeah. that it that is obviously building towards. Everything about that upsets me. <laughs> Everything about the... I, like, uh, it turned into WWE, Jurassic uh, Park. That, that's that what is, happened. That is the last thing I could possibly <laughs> want out of Jurassic Park TV. The last thing I could want. Well, and, 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 what's and what's fucked up horrible, for, horrible. for you... What's fucked up for you yeah. is that they can't go back to the park now. No. They absolutely can't. Like, once you have a raptor coming off the top rope onto the Indominus <laughs> Rex, you can't go back. So, we're going to get Jurassic War going forward. Oh, that would be a great title. I'd love to see that movie just from the top. No, everyone needs to stop. Stop supporting them for being stupid. Our buddy Ted, well, I mean, this movie's been huge. It's been a It's going to be Titanic. It's going to be Titanic. Somebody made the case, Ted, our buddy Ted made the case. That, uh, That's horrifying. This is the bridge. <laughs> this is the bridge movie to the yeah. original Jurassic Four concept. Do you guys know about the original yeah. Jurassic Four yeah. concept? Yeah. Yeah. That we're gonna it's get Ninja that. Turtles with dinosaurs. It, no, yeah. it's essentially it's essentially well, like, it's, uh, like uh, it's essentially Delta Force yeah. Yeah. with dinosaurs. Which yeah. is which yeah. is what kind of bummed me out about Jurassic World. I knew going into Jurassic World, I was like, all right, we're gonna see some crazy shit. Where is it? Who are these bland white teens in this giant yeah. habit trail so ball? so boring. Do you think it's like likely that Trevorrow gets that assignment? I don't I think, think it's, so. I no. think it's possible. I, think I don't. Disney's I, smart enough to realize that it wasn't him that made that movie big. Yeah. It's the Jurassic Park Well, that and, that and Trevorrow has already said that uh, he wants to make Jurassic 
world. And he wants to take a break. He doesn't want to immediately make another Jurassic movie. He doesn't want to make Jurassic War. Yeah. Um, but he said that he wants that to sort of like be his thing, from what I understand. Like, he wants to come back to it and make it this oh. big cinematic universe type deal. And he wants to sort of ride herd over the top of it. And he's going to probably get the option to do that because, again, his movie is going to make more money domestically yeah. than Titanic. Nuts. It's going That's to be the number two crazy. movie of all time. He gets another How? at that, though, because of the money. Yeah. And, and it'll be in whatever he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Now, would that be episode nine? Yeah. If they came to him and he was like, oh, I get to make a Star Wars movie now? Oh, I, yeah. can, I don't know if I'd want him to do it simply because I'm not altogether impressed with his story sense. Like, I liked mm. uh, I liked uh, Safety Not Guaranteed. Yeah, but me that, too. That's what meandered. Yeah. And the reason it worked is because he hired the right actors. Absolutely the right actors. Oh, yeah. But you can still see that he can fuck that up a little bit too because part of the reason Safety Not Guaranteed works as well as it does is because of Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson's in Jurassic World. They completely misuse him. Yeah, he's Barely. not. He isn't used right in that. No. And frankly, where where yeah. where was he in Malcolm? We need Ian Malcolm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he, he was yeah. he was on the cover Correct. of a book. Yes, Did you see was. that picture of him on the set of freaking Independence Day sequel, just looking like a boss? Oh yeah. He's just yeah. leaning up against this future airplane. Yeah. He looks like he should have a gin and tonic in his hand. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my god. Oh, just oh, written. I'll show you the. I'll, I'll oh, find you're, a you're picture. picture. With, with episode nine, I think the the idea was that uh, it's Abrams if he wants it. Like mm. he he wanted to take a break because he didn't like the the accelerated production schedule. He didn't like all the pressure being put on his head. Like, okay, we just spent four billion on this. Yeah. Uh, we'll push it back to December for you, but you had better turn out a Star Wars movie yeah. that gets some results because you just got handed the keys to the biggest kingdom I... in film. And I think he wants to take a break. But from what I understand is that uh, Lucasfilm and Disney uh, saw what he's doing on the Force Awakens and have basically said, if you want back for nine, That's just not... let us know. If it's you were saying Conley? Uh, I was going to say like uh, I'm excited about this upcoming mm-hmm. movie. I, I think that he'll do a good job but I don't want him to do another one. Yeah. Like, it would be I nice think, if got three that, people. I think that yeah. Abrams is good yeah. at like There's doing plenty of a, Star Wars to go around. Like, yeah. Putting an idea out there but not necessarily great at following up on things. Yeah. I, the, so. the one I'm most excited about is uh, Ryan Johnson's. I want to yeah, see what Ryan Johnson does with a Star Wars movie. Interesting. I, I want to see I have never, I have never not liked anything he's done. Anything. The episodes of Breaking Bad that he directed are like I think the best episodes of Breaking Bad that have ever been yeah, made. That is weird Every now. single one of his films I have thoroughly enjoyed. Mm-hmm. We just rewatched Looper over at yeah. Place not long ago and it killed. Yeah. Such a great second watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I but I still want Brad Bird to get a chance Me to too. play in that. Oh universe. yeah, I, yeah I, I in my ideal dream world, Brad Bird would do the, the final even after Tomorrowland. Yeah. Did you see Tomorrowland? Uh, no, everyone, everyone gets to, everyone gets yeah. to snag their, their their feet on the carpet. Yes. He made the I Iron saw Giant. Tom- I watched Tomorrowland. He... Yeah. Tomorrowland is fan is actually very entertaining. Oh yeah, we've gone an, back and forth about it, this on it's Twitter. It's very yeah. entertaining in an Ailey's Amblin B movie way until the final third of it when it just literally makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> it, there's well, a, there's also... a when when you get to uh, what's his face from House. Monologuing yeah. the movie, literally, you're like, huh? Well, that was but also yeah, that was not his fun. pet project. He was brought in yeah. on the, to be director on, Is that on his fifth film overall. Something no, he hasn't. He's done the Iron Giant Incredibles. Ratatouille. Uh, Ratatouille. Ratatouille, one of the Mission Impossible. Yeah, that is yeah. A, that's fifth. Five. That's so fifth. four out of five. And then Family yeah. Dog yeah. from Amazing I didn't Stories. Like Ratatouille. <laughs> Ratatouille's okay. I know a lot of people. Yeah. I, really, I really like Ratatouille. Yeah. No, I, I think we just rewatched Ratatouille. I really like Ratatouille. I like the ending of Ratatouille. 
Then, like, uh, well, that, that scene with you, the critic. Yeah, if like, you can yeah. tear, if you can tear jerk the ratatouille critic with a food, if you can take a food critic, and I don't give a shit about Remy or his inability to do anything, and he never grows as a character. That sucks. Yeah. Or into yeah. The, whatever the, the whatever the, the human is named. Is it Linguini? What's the yeah. 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 Rabbit would do a good Star Wars as long as yeah. it's you know roll it tr- in the script. It's not like the direction like a would be terrible. Movie movie right. right. So, yeah. yeah. That, I love his yeah. Mission Impossible. Movie. It's Wait, no. Really I actually no. I actually it's the J.J. Abrams Mission Impossible movie. I really really like. Yeah, me too. Did you see Ghost Protocol? It's great. I kind of forgot. That's the one where he's on he's on hotel. Is on the building. Yeah, it's something. That one's awesome. I loved that one. Yeah, so crazy. Everything breaks in that movie. And I don't give a shit about Mission Impossible. I don't either. I don't. Well, that's also the only one of the four films that actually feels like a Mission Impossible episode. It actually is the only one with an impossible mission in it. Mm-hmm. With a team working in, yeah, I don't know. Okay. He's a pretty fun action. One last, yeah. Oh, yeah, ma- well, I'm sure this will diverge in a whole bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. One last topic is, uh, Han Solo movie. I'm trying to figure a way to phrase this. <laughs> Han Solo movie. <laughs> Directed by a couple cartoon hacks. Oh, <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, <laughs> I hear the Shrek guys are making a Kroll movie. <laughs> uh, now that I'd actually kind of like. Nice. No, uh, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. They're fucked up, crazy people they are. who have made nothing but fantastic stuff. Yeah. They've made oh, no. fantastic I... stuff out of the worst possible ideas for movies. Yeah. 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 Um, Ska- they're like mad, uh, like Entertainment Mad Max is scavenging and piecing things together and surviving from like little wasteland to wasteland, mm-hmm. magically making good shit out of no shit. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, that is. They're doing a Hansel movie. Ryan Johnson's doing a th- the episode eight. What the hell's going on? I this like is weird. Uh, it's good weird. I'm not complaining. They're talking about doing all the anthology movies. So I was kind of grumpy because I don't want to get like Star Wars fatigue. I yeah. love Star Wars, mm. but like one every year is just like oh, too much. That's gonna be one every year for at least a decade. And, like probably. I don't want to yeah, get sick of Star Wars. So a good way to make me excited about your anthology movie is to say that it's those guys doing a Hansel yeah. movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't wonder if they've actually had time to work or think about it. I wonder if they uh, had a pitch that they brought to Disney or if Disney sought them out. And no, from, like what I understand, from what I understand, Lucasfilm went to them uh, and the story originated with uh, the Kazdans. So okay. Larry, Larry, sure Larry and his kid, I think Joe, uh, I think, something like that. Um, they they apparently were like, we have a Han, we have a Han Solo idea. And okay. I'm just sort of like, I have my problems with young Han Solo simply because well, you, have, you have to go young, otherwise. <laughs> otherwise, you see that Bilge L, L, I can't remember how to pronounce his name. It's B I L G E. Uh, oh yeah, Elberry. He wrote a great thing online the other day where he said, "We've already have a young Han Solo movie. It's called Star, Star Wars: A New Hope." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it was like, a very good young Han Solo movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you have to go real young, and at yeah. that point, well, then, you start, then, then, then you start. Then you start inviting babies. Yeah, well, you start inviting comparisons to like Young Indiana Jones. Yeah, that exactly, didn't work yeah. very well, and I just sort of like. I'm, I'm iffy on that one. The other reason I'm iffy on it is because it guarantees that Lord Miller can't be as involved with either Flash or the animated Spidey movie. Yeah. And the animated Spidey movie they is They got a like, TV show they're working on, too. I am so anticipating the animated Spidey movie simply because for the longest time I have believed and advocated that live-action superhero films are the absolute worst way to adapt superhero stories. That they should be animated because just the way they the way they work Mask as characters. Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah. Yeah, see what I'm saying? Oh, oh my god. 
Batman, Batman, Batman movie ever. So like, why aren't we taking these characters that originate yeah. in the in in the world of sequential art and actually animating them, making them move mm. in the medium that they're God, best suited all, for? All the animated DC well, shows. This are is so one of my good. first suggestions. I got shot down on Twitter. Was like. Just because Chris Lord and Phil Miller, it's an obvious thing, but what if it's an actual animated Han Solo movie? What, what and you actually can have four dudes. It's the not going to happen. <laughs> no. no, but if you're like. Well, my, Pitched up. And my friend Annie, up. who's the co host of the podcast this feed usually goes up on, she once just uh, suggested that the, uh, the, the uh, CGI prequel. Uh, mm -hmm. The Clone Wars shit was the biggest waste of Star Wars potential ever because if you're going to do a uh, CGI Star Wars uh, cartoon, what you do, you do the further adventures of the uh, original series crew because they're too old to play those roles, but you could have cartoon further adventures of Luke yeah. Skywalker and Han Solo. I think you're actually taking advantage of the, of the medium mm -hmm. to do something you could not do in a live-action medium. Mm -hmm. This is an intriguing and idea. I think an animated if, young Han Solo movie if would done be done right, I would probably have to be CGI. I probably wouldn't be like a Tartakovsky yeah. thing, but I mean, that, that's an avenue. Great. It yeah. could... Yeah. A lot of people would be pissed. It'd be a win Waker thing where, yeah. but but for but, but for it's me, not it's, gonna happen. Yeah. But, but, but for me, it's like yeah. the fact that Lord and Miller are probably gonna either have to postpone or step away from directing and just have to do with writing and producing this animated Spidey film. Because to me, that Spidey oh. film is sort of like that is the proof of concept that you don't need to make all of your superhero movies yeah. live action. Clay footed and mean spirited. You can have a family friendly, fun as shit, hilarious animated superhero film. The Incredibles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> blow the doors off the box office. That is It'll the get best reviewed. superhero movie it's of all time. It is. Yeah, yeah. It is the best superhero movie of all time. Spider, I will. I, I know what you're saying, and I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. However, I think I'm guessing. Miller and Lord aren't that, that animated Spider-Man movie isn't going to happen because we're basically Marvel has taken Marvel and Sony and everybody else well, has taken Spider-Man and turned it into its own competing meteor movie franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like yeah, I, I've now this will now be the third origin story we're about to see. I, I, I'm well, more we'll be origin. Uh, yeah, that's what I've heard. It yeah, it's gonna be in high school. We're gonna see, yeah. but basically, we're going to start over again. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that we never needed to start over from Raimi. Mm -hmm. Raimi did it just yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah. And and but I I, I think that uh, I think that probably that animated Spider-Man isn't gonna happen yeah. at all. Um, would be my guess. But no, like uh, the other option aside from completely animating a Han Solo thing, and we talked about this a little bit on Philosoph, is I'm hearing that in Ant-Man. The de aging and CGI makeup work is so good for that, uh, falling down. Yeah, for for Michael Douglas, it's yeah. so good for Michael for Douglas that, that 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 people people thought they were taking footage from Wall Street huh. and wow. manipulating it, but Whoa. they weren't. They were just de aging Michael Douglas. Wow. So if the if the technology has gotten that good at at mm. ILM. Uh, and at Disney, if the technology's gotten that good, that you can you can get someone who looks yeah, sort of is, like you get someone who plays young Hank Pym. It's like <laughs> yeah, like so you can get you can get oh, someone who looks a lot like Harrison Ford in a ping pong. No, not suit. Harrison Ford, <laughs> but like someone who <laughs> that would be talking about grumpy cat photo. Harrison Ford in a ping pong, pong suit, suit. Yeah. Oh my God. carrying but, a hammer around, just glowering at everybody. But like get yeah. a guy who looks uh, enough like Harrison oh, yeah. Ford, and then apply this, well, this this digital makeup that you can like look at this guy and think it. Actually, is there's yeah. the guy who does the YouTube impersonation? Oh, yeah. Looper, though, like yeah. you got. 
but that makeup is iffy. That yeah, makeup but is still, iffy. that's like yeah, it's, that's the it's idea. Enough there to suggest. Okay, mm. so I, I've, unless it's a Han Solo origin story, I that would be like a young Han Solo story. Han Solo is supposed to be about thirty years old in the first Star Wars movie, so that yeah. still gives them even like they could have five years of stories. It's just like Indiana Jones. It could you just gotta, be a series. I, sto- I think you got to. I think you got to go. Until stars end, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I think you got to yeah. go back at least ten years, if not fifteen. Anything well, within is... that ten year gap, audiences are going to go. This doesn't. This doesn't look like the guy I'm going to meet. In oh five yeah, years. they're going to yeah. automatically go. Well, That's this going to make my other thing because Larry Kasdan, he when they were first doing uh, story uh, yeah. sessions for the Empire Strikes Back, first draft uh, that the one of the big things that Kasdan, this was all his idea, mm-hmm. contributed to the first draft of the Empire Strikes Back was the whole Han Solo origin story. Yeah, was the idea that at the beginning of the Empire Strikes Back, Princess Leia is pissed at Lu- uh, uh, pissed at Han because Han is not leaving because she wants him to go out and find this. Uh, uh, this space pirate king mm. who <laughs> raised Han Solo, uh, found him uh, you know, as an orphan on the streets of Corellia, yes. and there was this whole falling out, and the idea that like th- they would just have this argument, and but it wouldn't build in anything until the third movie when mm. you know they finally like presumably if they had kept that in Empire Strikes Back it would yeah. have been a plot point that becomes a thing in Return of the Jedi where he would have gone off and found this. Guy. And a lot of pirate ships would have entered the Return of well, the Jedi space so, battle because since since the space battle at the end of Return of the Jedi is essentially just a remake of the first movie anyway, it mm. would be instead of just the Millennium uh, Han Solo and Millennium Falcon, it's Han Solo and Millennium Falcon it's, and a thousand other ships. It sounds like uh, I well, 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 that no, was idea. I no. wonder if he filed it away and maybe, but I'm thinking. It sounds like Kasdan has uh, a good reason to walk down the hall and knock on uh, Kevin Feig's door at Marvel and ask for rights to, uh, you know, partial rights to Guardians of the Galaxy because that sounds like the plot <laughs> at the end yeah. of Guardians of the <laughs> Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They actually yeah. used a variation of this storyline in the two Pirates of the Caribbean sequel. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, they oh, recycle because right. yeah. no, in this first draft, it's yeah. mentioned that Han Solo. Well, you see the power of myth. Han <laughs> <laughs> no, ran into this pirate king because he was like this orphan kid on the streets of Corelli trying to pickpocket this guy. Yeah. This guy took him under his wing. That's a short round story from the Empire or from mm. uh, uh, Temple of Doom. So yeah. they, even the, right there, they kind of pillage that little origin story. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not saying it have to be Hold the same on story. Your potatoes, Captain. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, so uh, Kasdan does, does have a Han yeah. origin story that he once did cook up that could be recycled could if he be. wanted yeah. to. It could be. That would that would require ca- recasting. Look, look, yeah. Lord Miller directing a screenplay from Larry Kasdan and Larry Kasdan. Kid, I'm I'm on board regardless. I want to see what I that, love Wyatt what, Earp. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if I would have picked Wyatt Earp. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna go Kazdan, for Wyatt Earp. If I'm gonna go if I'm gonna go Kazdan Western, I'm going Silverado. Yeah, Silverado is very entertaining. Very entertaining. The uh, I, I yeah I, I gotta say one of the other things you brought up earlier that was interesting is mm. we've been talking about how these sagas are getting bit very complicated and frustrating and almost getting overwhelming and kind of yeah. frankly convoluted. Um, I thought it was very interesting because I do think that the sort of reception of Age of Ultron is a tipping point for Marvel because it was too much. Mm -hmm. It was a kitchen sink movie and it was frustrating for everyone involved including Whedon who basically threw it under the bus in his own junket. And Mm -hmm. I think that's very interesting that Ant-Man is actually getting very nice advance notices for being sort of tight and Mm self-contained. It's entire, Mm -hmm. you know, whole battles take place in... Children's yeah. bedrooms. Well, and it's the know? same thing with Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy blows up because it's Marvel Star Wars, and it gets to be Marvel Star Wars because it doesn't have to worry about tying in with any of the other yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah. 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 I like, was thinking about it the other day. It's like Ant Man. It's like the, our next, our first opportunity to have like that 
Iron Man One experience again. Yes. Where it's like yeah. it's a new thing. Mm-hmm. It's like it'll be its own. No, audiences are slowly starting to come around to the idea that as cool as it is, that there is a continuity winding through everything. It is also just as cool to not have to worry about keeping track of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, and so audiences are sort of like it. It all. It's always seemed weird to me that the big lesson that Hollywood has learned, and it makes sense that they've learned it when you look at how successful Marvel is. But it seems weird to me that the big lesson Hollywood learned from uh, adapting superhero books is that you need to have a suffocating continuity in place mm, yeah. that needs to be adhered to it. Also, I'm like, yeah. of all the things from superhero storytelling that you're going to go ahead and latch onto, it's, it's like, that one? Have you read a comic book? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, don't, they don't, like, sometimes a guy leaves and they just start a new comic book up and it's like, yeah, that character's dead, he died off screen, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, moving on, moving th- on. There's a reason that you can draw parallels between uh, the comics industry and the way they cater to superhero fans and the tobacco industry and the way <laughs> they try to keep people that have already been hopelessly addicted hooked on their product. Like, there's a reason you can draw that parallel one-to-one. Yeah. That's great. There's a reason you can do that. I don't know why you would do that with your movies, yeah. but I mean... And just like tobacco, it becomes cancerous after a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah but right now we're in the period where it looks so fucking cool, you don't care. See, I, I think Age of Ultron actually was a tipping point because it made a ton of money. That was the morning was... we woke up like, oh, God! I an elephant shit in my throat last night. <laughs> you never get punished for the... This has been proven time again. The, the big bloated sequel to a really successful first movie is never the one that gets punished. It's mm. the movie after that. Yeah. Yeah. Age of Ultron did really well, but I bet you any amount of money Marvel knows us, and they're worried as hell now that the that the giant story they've been building over 20 movies of magic rocks that yeah. no one gives a shit about right. is 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 going to be the crux of a, of a two-part finale that Mm-hmm. Kind of, I don't think people have well, that same. They're still hell bent on getting Spider Man for Civil War, just to at least kind of hold people over until they get No, Civil Civil War has replaced story. the Avengers movies. Yes, yeah. Civil yeah. War, like because what people care about is fucking Cap. Yeah. People no. care about Captain yes. America yeah. now. They care about Captain America and they care about Shield. They give no shits about the the glove with the space rocks. They give no shits about Thor, and they give no shits about Tony anymore. The funny thing is, they start. Yeah. Yeah. I think they give a little bit of a shit about Tony, but well, not, as, not as much as Captain. I think I think it's mostly because it's Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Well, Winter Soldier was so good, yeah. so head and shoulders yeah. above oh, yeah. all those other films. That was a fun movie. Yeah. Um, even Guardians of the Galaxy. That. I love Guardians of the Galaxy, but Winter Soldier is a special movie. Well, it yeah. actually yeah. is a movie by itself. It's not, it's not necessarily just like, oh, it's good because it's a Marvel movie, but it actually is a little, little spy thriller kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. But they, with all the Star Wars anthology stuff where they're talking about, like, Boba Fett's going to show up in this movie and stuff, it sounds like they're already kind of, like, like nah. where they can start drawing the threads with the Star Wars anthology movie. Yeah, this guy's gonna going to here. I think the anthology like, movies are going to end up being their their own little side continuity. Like, they're not going to... has to be a little bit, yeah. Well, just, especially just, if you're going to go young Han Solo and then, obviously, Trank's movie was supposed to be a Boba Fett movie. Sounds like, like it. You're going to wind those two together. Yeah. Like, at some point, well, you're going to have young Han Solo and Boba Fett meet up and get in a fight or some shit. It's going to happen. And you guys heard Kasdan's pitch for the Boba Fett movie, right? I don't know if it's actually his pitch, though. That was rumored. That's I don't a great. Know. I don't. It was such a great idea, <laughs> though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've talked about this before. The it's idea the is idea. that, like, yeah, uh, you'll tell them. Yeah, the idea, idea yeah. is that uh, Fett basically gets jacked for his armor. <laughs> First scene is yeah, yeah. yeah. and then, and then he goes off and has uh, a cool adventure or something along those. So it's not the same. It's not t- which t- would be great. It's essentially yeah. like taking the prequel That's Boba really Fett funny. in a ditch and saying, yeah. okay, we still don't know who this Boba Fett in the original trilogy was. What yeah. if they reached out in the Starlight Pit and just pulled the armor out and put it on? <laughs> well, see, I think there's gonna be a Boba Fett movie yeah. simply because 
you so can't, weird. It, it's it, it would be a waste to not have a movie open with that glove coming up out of the pit. <laughs> like that's a that is a built-in cinematic image that will cause people to that lose their totally shit. That is totally thinking about Just, the poster first and write the movie to that. Yeah, there it, it is. is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I gotta say though, is is I've thought for a while now that one of the toughest acts to follow in terms of like some of the toughest acts to follow right now in genre movies are. Who follows up Daniel Craig as James Bond is a yeah. tough one. Who follows up, if they ever go back to Wolverine, who follows up Jackman? Yeah. But who follows up Harrison Ford? brutal. Yeah, that is tough. Uh, so far as the first one goes, it's it's off the table now, but Eon actually did have discussions with the actor. Couple, multiple. Uh, and the actor has since said that by the time his turn would have come around, he'll, he'll have aged himself out of the role. Yeah, it was Idris Elba. Yeah. Which uh, they were they were they oh, were yeah, gonna right. go. It's yeah. not like he's a lot younger than Daniel Craig. No, but yeah. but by the time Craig finishes up his contract, yeah, exactly. They yeah. got two more films. Yeah, he's got one more after this. One more. He's after got one oh, more he does have some. I thought this was one it. more after Spectre, and then he's done. Yeah, one more after Spectre, and he's done. But that's just enough time to have Elba be Although, basically pushing fifty. UK is not running short on hot, charismatic young. What I like about that, yeah, though, so it's it's. What I like about that though is that it means Eon is putting on the table uh, not only the fact that James Bond can be black, which is awesome, yeah. but it's putting on the table that James Bond can be a codename. Yeah. Yes. It, ca yes. it can't be in the previous movies. It absolutely cannot. You cannot make the codename theory work for any of the previous movies. But once you start the continuity over with Daniel Craig, which is what they did, the fact that they even talked to Idris Elba means that James Bond can uh, be a code name that you pass on. They, I think Skyfall they specifically does say your dad was named Bond. He's very no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. No, Daniel Craig is the first Bond. That's an entirely new. Oh, but you're movie. saying he just passes on the title then at that point. Yeah. Oh, at that point. The okay. next, the next a new cycle. Yeah. New regeneration. I cycle. Exactly. Yeah. They can Doctor Who the guy. They yeah. can Doctor Who him. In Skyfall, if they had successfully done what they wanted to do, which was cast Sean Connery, <laughs> oh, oh, they would have introduced that theory there. Yeah. I think. That they left in lines that yeah. insinuate it's that the ghost is right Connor there. You can see it. Yeah, like, you don't you not yeah. want you don't know why the pieces aren't moving the way the, they should. The door yeah. the door to codename theory is propped open by that movie. Not only yeah. by the fact not only by the fact that Silva has a code name that they reference, like mm, Bond still doesn't point, know yeah. his real name, but by the fact that we watch M come in and become M. That's yeah. yeah, it's it's the start. It yeah, really is. we, we yeah. see a new M come in and assume the M code name. So you've got two characters in that movie that are openly operating under code names. One of which assumes it in front of us. So they mm -hmm. leave the code name theory open, although but while still simultaneously establishing that the Daniel Craig that we're seeing is the only James Bond at this point. Yeah. Did they the give Chiwetel a for a role, Inspector? No. Is okay, I thought I had something coming Because I was yeah. like, you know, Chiwetel Geofor is available. He's only like three or four years younger than Elba, though. Because I love yeah, that exactly, guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, he's great. Um, but shit, black don't crack. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That so, shit okay. is true. Okay, so he plays young Harrison Ford. Fuck. Well, the Brutal. thing, they're, they're going to Pratt for Indiana Jones. Which, Are at they? that point... If you're going to cast him as Indiana Jones, it's not that hard to think of. Well, I still want Timothy Oliphant. You give them both and say, okay, he's young. Han Timothy Oliphant too. is a great fucking pick, but he might really? also be aged out. If you watch the last episode of Justified, Justified yeah. there is, and I guess I'm getting into it's been a, it's been a year, almost mm -hmm. six months. <laughs> In the last episode of Justified, he ends up, for the last third of the episode, wearing a fedora. Yeah. It's essentially... Timothy Oliphant auditioning for J for Indiana Jones, and he oh, and he man. kills it. He looks great. Oh. Ah, he's the guy. I love Chris Pratt. 
Mm. And I love Harrison Ford. I don't think that Chris Pratt is right for those Harrison Ford roles. Well, so you just Harrison don't give Ford's all the characters are Chris Pratt. I mean, right. come well, on. Um, like I love Chris Pratt, but he's not cranky enough. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's too he's guy. too lovable. Yeah, he's I, not dangerous enough Well, here's the thing with Indiana Jones though. Like if you go back and you watch Raiders of the Lost Ark, he can be a hard ass, but most of the that's time, that's what I think. Most of, most yeah. of the time he's getting hurt in yes. humorous ways. And, and one of the reasons that I love <laughs> Indiana that, yeah. Jones and mm-hmm. Han Solo is that to some extent they're, they fuck up. Like, yeah. they fuck ups. Mm-hmm. But but uh, I, I still feel like Chris Pratt is too much on the, like, um, goofball, goofball yeah. lovable yeah. end. No, I, I, I think what you're responding to, because I've thought about yeah. this as well, what you're responding to is a change in the way movie stars behave. Because... Yeah. When we look back on the action heroes that Ford was emulating, you know, hey guys like Lee Marvin, you're looking at mm-hmm. some of these older dudes. Rod Taylor, I think, has a lot in common with Ford's character. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what you see, these guys were actors who did had been like, a lot of them had actually been in World War II. They mm-hmm. did not give a shit what you thought of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, all those guys, Bogart, all those guys kind of had this thing mm-hmm. where they didn't really want to be liked necessarily. Mm-hmm. But I think the pro- what, what makes Indiana Jones endearing, and especially yeah. in Raiders of the Lost Ark, is that he looks like that on the surface yes. until you hit him. Yes. And then he turns into a baby. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> Where's it hurt? Yeah. Here. Yeah. <laughs> he turns into a yeah. big pouty baby. Yes. And he gets confused by things and frustrated and yeah. freaked yeah. out in a way that you'd never see Lee Marvin do. damn like, Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't like, know. Like, I'm making right. this up as I go along. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I love Indiana Jones. Mm. But it just, it just feels like it's My point with Pratt like, is he comes yeah. from comedy and he's trying to be a crowd pleaser to some degree. Yeah. And he's very good at it. I love Pratt I love Chris Pratt. But what that specific kind of charisma that comes from a certain amount of contempt, yeah. I guess I would yeah, say. Yeah, no, yeah, that it's a very specific. Is, is that's missing. kind of Bogart angle, yeah, that kind of like Marvin kind of like, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, no, I honestly believe that Timothy Oliphant could do it, but I think he's aged out now. Yeah. yeah. Right after Kingsman came out, yeah. they were, there was some rumor floating around that Disney was looking at this. Oh, the Terry Edgerton? Guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's getting looked at for a lot of stuff. I... I don't know. I don't know. I, th- I think he I could think that's work. A bad idea. Yeah, I don't know. Problem is, like Kingsman's going to be its own thing too. Yeah. So, yeah. like, he's going to be well, he's going to be like, young Roger do, Moore. Are they basically. doing another Kingsman? Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. I'll say it. Money. Har- Harrison Ford was about forty when he got Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. John Hamm is about that age. I, I like John Hamm. John Hamm's getting a little. Yeah. Little. They got John Hamm at the beginning of Mad Men a little more, but mm. like, yeah. Well, Ideally, no, I wanted him to be Superman. They <laughs> I wanted yeah. him to be Batman. Yeah. Oh, you would like. He's got that jaw. Ideally, they just find a young twenty-five-year-old yeah. guy no one's ever heard of before. Yeah. Just, I mean, hell, you know, talking about Mudra, I'd say get a badass lady. It's just Indiana Jones. It's not a gendered name. You, I'm, uh, that's not what they're gonna do. Indiana Jones. Like, that's interesting. Yeah, no, no, get fucking. I don't know, but that's just. And I want John Slattery to play Belloc. Actually, even more than the acting, assuming that they're going to do a bunch of young Indiana Jones, I love that we went straight from Han Solo to Indiana Jones. But like, uh, how many relics, more re- interesting relics, could uh, uh, Han- or, uh, Indiana Jones go after? Because he's already gone like after like the big Christian thing, the big Jewish thing, the big. I don't know. I don't know. Come up with something. Find yeah. stuff. It's not really so much. Look there. George Lucas ran out of ideas and reverted to uh, Aliens four movies into his yeah. run. So I don't know. I think it's, the next film has to be kind of a passing of the torch. I think it has to be a two generation mystery. Mm. I think you you have Ford solving it as an old man and the young actor solving it and they basically it takes place across two times. Is it like frequency where they're communicating through a bunch <laughs> yeah. of radios? Why do they find an old Let's radio? Let's tie all of Mike's like fan fiction together and they're looking for Excalibur. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that I'm going to tie even more in. I think yeah. they should be looking for the glaive. 
from uh, Crawl. Crawl. Glavin. I was so surprised when I put Crawl on the first time and it wasn't a Woody Allen movie. <laughs> Shocked the shit out of me. That's, a, that's only where anyone even knows what the hell Glaive is from that movie. Yeah. God, shit. And all the Glaive is like is just a all boomerang is the Cyclops with gets crushed in a door. <laughs> all the Glaive is is a boomerang with knives in it. Yeah. That is the only thing the Glaive is. It's, it's, it's a really nice shuriken. <laughs> yeah, from uh, from Rage. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But we're talking about the Godard film, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Am I, did, I, did I confuse it twice in a row? Uh, Godard's The Glaive? Yeah, that's not, that's what you, they call it Crawl in America, but it's <laughs> yeah, that's right, right? Yeah, I think it's a sequel to Alphaville. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that was Michael you know, Bay, wasn't it? Alphaville. Yeah, that's right. I think we've completely. You know, technically, Pee Wee's Big Adventure is a remake of the Red Bicycle. Movie. It is. It's a Red it Bicycle. You know, I don't know. God, I love that. I think they the right shoes. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's anyway, I know for a fact that Truffaut directed Chud. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I'm not wrong on this. When they found his body... I know 90% of a Star Wars movie I haven't seen yet. I know I'm right on this Truffauted Chud thing. When he died, on his he, his last note to himself, he just wrote on a, t a cocktail napkin, was Critters. <laughs> <laughs> they just made everything to stem forth from that. That was just, yeah. Oh, the I'm, stuff. Yeah. I'm uh, parentheses crites. Yeah. I'm so glad that we have Bobby here this time. Because yeah. No, every time that we've done one of these without him, I imagine that he's listening to it somewhere alone afterwards and just being like, no, <laughs> no, that's wrong. So no, like every time I'm like, eighty-five oh, yeah. percent of the time I'm nodding, and the yeah. other fifteen percent of the time Bill is saying something. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you are Portland's podcast king, so no, no, no. It's I'm, always good to have you here. I've retired. I've retired from that. Well, I mainly yeah. wanted to tell Bobby that you need to watch Brett Ratner's Eight and a Half, oh, which is a very very good. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't have that on Laserdisc already, son. You know I'm all over that. No, it is true though. We we enjoy having you here as the basically the 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 voice of accuracy. Yeah. Well, we just like it's just sort of talking out of our ass. Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah. And every time, yeah, just going through my mind is this image of Bobby just sitting at home like, that's not right at all. What I love though is he's there for like hour three yeah. of those episodes. He's like, I'm three hours in. Yeah. <laughs> well, I picture a lot of scanning on the on the on the timeline going along. Like, what the? Oh no, they're still talking about this shit. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> No, okay, if they're standing the on the timeline, it's... No, they haven't said my name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he said hobby. Shit! <laughs> Can you tell from the waveforms uh, the shape yeah, of the yeah. like you're analyzing? Yeah, you plug that into the back of the computer. Whoever told me one God. time that he could almost, at the, at, towards as he got more seasoned in radio, see what cuss words looked like oh, yeah. on the waveform? No, yeah, yeah, you can. You, sense, yeah. Especially yeah. when it's coming from the same people all the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah I, I can look That's at a waveform and tell that someone has said an expletive. I don't know exactly which one, but there's something, there's something with the way people tend to say fuck yeah. by itself. That you can see it and go. That's I it's know what that it's is. Got, it's, got, it's got the yeah. at the end of it. Awkward yeah. pause. You like the straight line is the awkward pause afterwards. Yeah. Oh Jesus! <laughs> got to push the seven second delay. <laughs> Yeah. All right. But yeah, no, thank you everyone for showing up. Uh, the aforementioned Bobby Roberts of something.com. We'll I know. I work, I, I work for the Portland Mercury. Portland Mercury. I work yeah. for the Portland Mercury. And Mike Russell. Thank you, Bill. Uh, Leland Radburn. Thank you. Uh, Conley Smith slash Pressler. Nay Pressler. Nay Smith. Uh, what the hell that goes down? Uh, for now, it's still Smith. It's in the for paperwork. <laughs> okay, very good. Yeah. And Jimmy Pressler. Uh, spoilers Jimmy and Conley are a couple. So. What? Oh my, oh my god. Our Shocking. own personal Han and Leia. You guys, wait, did 
that's not that's probably not a good relationship. No. 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 With a new movie showing up, yeah. Yeah. I have a feeling in six months you're gonna regret saying that. I know exactly. Yeah, it's it wasn't a very healthy relationship in the movies. No. We did like them in. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like I love them, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't imagine to be there. I don't imagine Jimmy Pressler pressing up on a constantly the way that Han Solo like that was some aggressive constantly ass shit. pointing. I know. <laughs> that's, that's me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you like Jimmy because he's a scoundrel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are enough scoundrels? Are your hands dirty? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my hands are dirty too. What are yeah. you afraid of? Yeah. Uh, three PO with the cock block. Three uh, PO. Uh, that's what the C stands for. It's a subroutine that a lot of people don't know about. That's the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you in a couple months. We have we'll probably be having another episode of this after the 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 actual trailer. Yeah, it'll probably be September. It'll be Force Friday when all the toys and books and shit. Oh, that's right. That'll be what like September fourth or something. I think it's September fourth. It's either that or or two weeks previous at the Disney convention. It's immediately. Oh yeah, D three's have. They already said like like Kingdom Hearts. Though they're already setting aside a whole bunch of stuff for D three. Yeah, because there's like a because when is Battlefront coming out too? It, oh, Star Wars Battlefront? Yeah, three. Well, yeah. that's another thing we could talk about. The next uh, thing we'll be talking about. There's the merchandise so much. That's coming out. Oh, yeah. Can I just oh, say, yeah. I don't really, I actually don't have a console system because I would never get anything done if I did, but I just got to say the Battlefront, Battlefront footage looked astonishing. You can come over to our place and play. We have two PC beta I, I'll be there because that <laughs> footage I was astonishing. That yeah. sounds like Christopher Lloyd, but everyone that aside. It won't look it's as good as it does on PC. I know. Whatever, whatever. No. no, no, what'll happen is that'll come out on PC and it'll be bugged. Yeah. <laughs> I have to wait for a patch while you guys yeah. are enjoying yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I still the Spire isn't doing the port. <laughs> You'll have to wait six months. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, All take right. care, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.